is good, defenders. Are you kidding me? This is a very special episode, episode 226 of the most LAFC podcast on earth. But today, it is a very special version because this is the most U.S. men's national team podcast on earth. We are defenders of the bank and sitting, I don't know, I can just bump him with my elbow right now. So what is that, two and a half feet maybe? Directly to my left is the one and only Gypsy Prince himself, Christian Philly, Philemon Philly. I don't even introduce myself. I'm so excited right now. I mean, that, that would be the scarf, and he's spatially challenged because if he's elbowing me and saying I'm two and a half feet away from him, he clearly has difficulties. I have long elbow. Distance approximation. Long elbow. Defenders, hello. Hello, Los Angeles. Hello to the rest of the world. And more importantly, hello to the millions. And millions. Of Defenders of the Bank listeners, MLS lovers, lovers of the U.S. men's national team, and lover of the World Cup. Scarf. Hey, maybe even some lovers of Welsh football tonight, right? That's true, although I have not seen any Dragon jerseys. He's not here one. today. Not, not a one yet. Where, where are we, Philly? So that nothing says success quite like I'm drinking at 11 a.m. <laughs> on, on a Monday. There's a few other things, too, We're but coming that's all right. from Santa Monica Brew Works. There's a lot of people here either on vacation or much like myself playing hooky from work. And we're about to celebrate something that we haven't seen in eight years. And that's the U.S. men's national team competing in the World Cup scarf. Dude, so here's the crazy part. I'm watching. Sorry, I was very distracted because I'm watching... They are doing the national anthem right now on television. I feel terrible that we're even talking over this right now, but we can't just have dead air. Uh, Weston McKinney has got the red, white, and blue hair right now is what we're seeing. And, and look, every four years the World Cup comes around, but there's something special about this iteration in 2022. No, not where it's being held or who it's being held by because that is an abomination as far as I am concerned. This is a scarf talking about it. But they have just finished the United States National Anthem. And you know what? This is a little bit different than all those other years because, Philly, I'm saying there's a chance. There is a chance. But let's obviously give a background on what's going on with Wales. This is their first World Cup since 1958. And they were quite successful during that run in which they made it to the quarterfinals. If I'm not mistaken, when they lost to a Pele-led Brazil in 58. This is a team, though, ranked 19th in the world, features nine players that play in the English Premier League, eight of them in the championship, and there's going to be a couple of familiar names. Ben Davies, who you no doubt remember from Tottenham. you got Aaron Ramsey, who now plays in France, and obviously LAFC's own Gareth Bale, the captain of Wales, 40 goals, 108 caps. This isn't going to be an easy matchup for the U.S. Scarf. Look, with the exception of Gareth Bale, I'm going to use one of your favorite lines. And, of course, the immortal Gary Gold has also made this famous. Who are you? It doesn't matter who Wales is going to bring out there. Yes, Wales is a very, very, very good team on the world stage. And, yes, they have Gareth Bale, who we know and absolutely love so much. But the guys who we are bringing out for the very first time, in my opinion, in United States World Cup history, by the way, as we stand here, the Uncle, Godfather Uncle himself, Rich. Uncle Rich in the Uncle house. Uncle Rich has just walked into the building. Oh, now even, now Santa Monica Brew Works has met Uncle Rich. This is fantastic. I mean, this is where it all comes. Look, listen to the crowd. They are excited because of the guys that I am about to talk about. We are talking about an MLS-led squad. Yes, I know there are plenty of guys who play over in Europe and are fantastic. But if you would have said six months ago that our starting goalkeeper 
would be the very recently former New England Revolution starting keeper, Matt Turner. If you have said that one of the captains in our midfield, one of the cogs that make it all work, is going to be Kellen Acosta of LAFC, that Jesus Ferreira, not Ricardo Pepe, by the way, and not, unfortunately, Jordan Pifak, who I think should be out there, but Jesus Ferreira might be leading the way. We are talking about an MLS-led squad of the U.S. men's national team that I firmly believe will absolutely put this team out of the group stage and into the knockout round. Well, we certainly hope so, but obviously a big win against Wales would give us the advantage. We're going into Friday, Black Friday, against England, and then we're going to close things out against Iran, who unfortunately had a massive butt-kicking at the hands of England 6-2. to two. But again, well, this, is one of the hard, that, but go on. this is one of the harder group stages, Scarf. No team is ranked lower than 20th. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the United States, 25 out of the 26 players on this team, this is their first World Cup. Their first World Cup, with the exception of Yedlin, who has featured in the past. Yeah. They are youthful, second youngest U.S. men's national team ever, if not one of the youngest, I think the youngest, in the World Cup today. And obviously, Greg Berhalter, the very first ever to represent the U.S. men's national team on both the coaching front and as a player. So there are a lot of interesting factoids and tidbits, but God, it's been eight long years since we've been here. That crazy matchup in which we lost to Trinidad and Tobago now seems like an afterthought. Finally back in the World Cup, and it's pretty cool to see the red, white, and blue, and it's pretty cool to see a brewery in Santa Monica packed again in the morning on a Monday, Thanksgiving week, baby. we got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, look, we've we've set the scene for where we are at right now, but we, we do have to make sure, Billy, that we pay a couple of bills. We want to thank our good friends at Flex Power Tools, flexpowertools.com. Please head on over to Flex. We are giving away not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six flex drills today as part of all the festivities that are going on. That's right. Jimmy just gave us the sixth sign. Also, on the front of these beautiful kits that we are giving away, a signed Chicho Arango kit and a signed Garrett Bale kit. Of course, that is the Flex Power Tools logo right on the front. So what an incredible event that we've got going on over here at Santa Monica Brew Works. We're giving away signed Kellen Acosta memorabilia. Real quick, Matt Turner, Serginio Des, Tim Ream, Walker Zimmerman, Jedi Robinson, Tyler Adams, the captain, Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, Josh Sargent, and Timothy Weah. So unfortunately, no Kellen Acosta in the starting lineup for U.S. men's national team, but still plenty of MLS representation there. Matt Turner, Walker Zimmerman, even Tyler Adams, formerly not too long ago of the New York uh, Red Bulls, who you like to call the New Jersey Energy Drink. New Jersey Energy Drink scarf. The excitement here is palpable. This place is wall-to-wall packed right now with people wearing all manners of U.S. men's national team gear. And we might as well say it, there's lots of LAFC representation here at Santa Monica Brewers. And we obviously thank Santa Monica Brewers for having LAFC and obviously having us, Defenders of the Bank here. Big shout-out to Jimmy Lopez. Big shout-out to everybody that's involved in this project. It's getting louder in here because that no doubt signifies the fact that we are just moments away from the start of the opening kickoff. It's the USA. It's Wales. It's 11 a.m. on a Monday. And you got to love the, the, the vibe in here. we got a mic out here trying to catch the ambient noise. If you're having a problem hearing us, well, we're obviously having a problem hearing ourselves. We're seconds <laughs> away. Scarf, you mentioned the U.S. starting lineup not too long ago. Yeah, we what just were kicked you off, doing by the way? at 19 years of age? What was I doing at 19 years of age? Trying to figure out how to tie my shoes correctly and stay away from as many girls as possible because I was getting myself in trouble. 19 years old. I was, I was a freshman-ish at LMU. 
my, my one year I spent there was fantastic. Uh, because I did a lot of stuff at 19 years of age that maybe I shouldn't have. Big shout out to uh, Santa Monica and West LA Community Colleges for bailing me out of a couple different things there. But 19 years old. Philly, why is it that you bring up 19 years of age, my friend? Eunice Musa, just a hair underneath 20 Isn't years old, incredible? gets the start, the first teenager to ever start a World Cup game for the U.S. men's national team. Like you said, I mean, I wasn't trying to hide from girls. I was going towards them, but I was wearing Velcro shoes back then because it took Philly a long time to learn how to tie his own. But 19 Were you years wearing of age, underwear um, back then? Because I know uh, you don't wear it now. So there's a reason why I don't do that. But thanks for blasting out that nice tidbit to the millions. And millions. Again, so there'll be moments of, uh, you know, lulls and whatnot. But we're watching this game, and it's, you know, I, I still haven't recovered off of the high of LAFC's win, Scarf. I... I can't believe that where it's been a couple of weeks, but yeah, we're still riding the high of LAFC's unbelievable win against the Philadelphia Union in the MLS Cup Final. Look, I, I was just opening some 2022 Topps Chrome MLS soccer cards, and I kept coming across guys like Daniel Gazdog and Kai Wagner, and Jack Elliott has a card in the set. And every time I got to one of those Philadelphia Union players, man, I freaked out just a little bit. That team was scary. That team was scary good. And I still cannot believe the performance that the black and gold put on against the Philadelphia Union. I mean, absolutely incredible. I, I, Kellen Acosta, by the way, when he's standing out there on the bench watching everything happen, he's doing it as an MLS champion. An MLS champion indeed, and there is another MLS champion on the other side, and that is Gareth Bale. If you heard the crowd erupt not too long ago, that's because Christian Pulisic got himself a foul and awarded himself a free Yeah, we kick. got a free The kick. U.S. have an opportunity right now at goal, and uh, we're three minutes into this contest. Christian's about to wind up for a free Christian kick. Christian Pulisic, number 10, standing over the free kick for the first time. We're at about the, just 2.18 on the clock, so we're inside the third minute. I mean, look, this is one of those plays where you run Walker Zimmerman on the back post. Who knows what can happen? You imagine first goal scored inside of three minutes. Let's see what happens. Oh, that was... And that I, was... Uh, I think that's a poor effort is what you might call that from Christian a, a, Pulisic. A, a very poor effort Philly, by Christian Pulisic. That looked Pulisic. like it was you or me taking that free kick there. Much love No, I don't think you and I would have gotten any air on that. But so that, I mean, was, that was rough. He's staring Hennessy, the keeper from Wales, right in the eye. Hennessy, who plays for Nottingham Forest, the team that just got promoted into the Premier League this season, although not having a very good run. He did not get any attempt. There was no challenge by Christian Pulisic on that one. But Scarf, not a very good start for the, uh, not the captain, by the way, of the U.S. men's national team. Right. That would go that to would, Tyler that Adams. That was Tyler Adams, right, former New Jersey Energy Drinks. By the way, we are standing face-to-face -face with the immortal Len Lanzi right now. This is... Uh, this is great. We've got a live pod going on, and Lenny just walked up. Len, do you want to hop on the podcast yeah. real quick? In fact, let's just turn the Len mic here. around. All right, so, Philly, you, right. I'm going to unmute the other mic. Here we go. We got, we got Len here. Hi, Len. Hey, how's it going? I mean, look at this. This is the magic of live podcasts. Len, I'm so glad you're here. I, we were, I touched on this a little bit at the start of everything. Talk to me for just a second about what it means that the U.S. men's national team has a chance to represent ourselves on such a big stage. And then there's something else I want to follow up and ask you about that a lot of people are talking about heading into this World Cup. Well, I mean, this is really meaningful in the sense that we didn't make the last one. Yeah. So the fact that we're back in the game, and we're not in an easy group. This is not going to be a child's play game uh, yeah. match today. Uh, but the fact that we're here, we're competitive, we have, we have good players, not just from LAFC, but from players around the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, who are playing all over Europe, we're, we're competitive. Yeah. And uh, 
Let's get out of the group stage and see where it lands us. Amen, brother. Look, I want to ask, too, you, you walk up and you're wearing your Pride warm-up kit that we wore earlier. Was that last season or this season? Two God, it seasons feels, ago. Two seasons ago, right? Just, this whole season has been a blur. It's been incredible. Uh, Scarf, you're sleeping on the sponsor. We haven't had Nectar oh, that's right. in a little we while, buddy. In a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to ask you, though, Len, because this is something that I have strong feelings about, and I, have, I imagine that you may have strong feelings about, too. With this World Cup being in Qatar and Qatar's stance on several things, including that of people in the LGBTQ plus community, I think it's absolutely abhorrent that this World Cup is going on where it is and, and, and all of the different situations around that and the way that they treat people in the community. Tell us your feelings on that, because I know you feel strongly as well. well. First of all, I don't blame Qatar. It's not their fault. Yeah. This is FIFA. This is on FIFA and the leadership at FIFA and on every association in the world that yeah. participates to allow this bullshit to happen. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. No, we'll we'll figure it out. We're good. You know, I, I, um, I, I, Qatar is Qatar. I can't change those people. I'm not going to try and change those people. I'm not going to Qatar. I'm right. not supporting them. Right. I will support our boys yep. and our team, and I want to make sure that we go as far as we can go. But this is an indictment on FIFA, and you know we really need to take a look at how that's all formed. And I, look, the politics of that is all based on money and sponsorship. Sure, absolutely. I get it. It's an expensive organization to run. But shame on the the clubs that can't wear the one love right? captain's armband, right? I would have taken the yellow card. Yeah, se seven different European clubs, by the way, came out today in, in talks with FIFA that they were going to award a yellow right. to the it's captain of every single team if they came out and wore the one love armband at the very beginning of the match. So you can't blame these countries' federations. Imagine Harry Kane in that English match, right? He, he picks up a yellow as he walks out with the yellow, with the one love armband. And then, I don't know, something happens in the 15th minute. He has to do some emergency defending or something. And he picks up his second yellow and he's sent off. You can't blame these countries for working for four years and getting to that place and for, for unfortunately having to bow under the pressure of, as you mentioned, FIFA's ridiculousness. Yeah, it's, it's an indictment on FIFA. And that's, that's really where the responsibility and the blame lies. I don't blame the Qataris. They're hosting yeah, they paid for it. Right, right. Yeah. The most expensive World Cup of all time. Uh, in many ways. Years ago, in many ways. Four like years to, ago, fifteen billion dollars is what Russia paid. I, like the Qataris know, ended up what? Nearly three hundred billion dollars. Had I'd to build like seven to stadiums. Do with seven stadiums in one city where no one plays football. Right, right. What a freaking waste. <laughs> so obviously, like you had the Netflix documentary that popped up not too long ago, and Seth Blatter, the man responsible for obviously these past World Cups. Well, he, he absolutely yeah. should be. He, uh, unfortunately, is only suspended from activity till what? I believe 2028. So he got a slap on the wrist compared to a uh, lot of his other cohorts that ended up getting arrested and indicted and in some cases sent to jail. Unbelievable. But but I'm with you. It, this is all on FIFA. With Sepp Blatter stepping down and the new guy Gianni, oh my a God. fellow Paisan right no, 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 there, no, no, no. I, I still I, don't feel comfortable with okay, the direction FIFA's I, going in. I, we'll bring Len on this conversation, too. Yesterday, did you see the speech by him? By, I, I, so... And truth be told, I've been at a three-day music festival up in Santa Barbara. Oh, that's Barbara. awesome. Oh, my God, uh, and you made it out here? You, you, you I came directly from... You don't even look blurry-eyed, Len. I, have, I haven't even... Uh, this is a reggae festival. Look at that. you got your wristbands on and everything's still yeah. from it. I, I haven't gone home. I haven't showered. I'm, I'm just like... I, oh, I my God, say, rock I don't star. Say anything, Len, right, but, you know, right. I appreciate I you being up. There you go. There you go. So, Len, so basically, I don't know if you saw, but Infantini, I believe, is his name. He, he compared the marginalization by the LGBTQ community 
to, to growing up with red hair and freckles and being bullied on the playground, I, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. He said, today I feel Qatari. Today I feel gay. Today I feel like a migrant worker. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious, Len. Just uh, naive. Yeah. Uh, insensitive. Out of touch. Out of touch. Yeah, unfortunate that it's the day before. Corrupt. <laughs> and, and, you know, shame on the sponsors yeah. that are participating in this for not exerting their financial pressure yeah. like Budweiser. Now, they had their own issues. Obviously, there was a near opportunity by the United States, wow. followed by a, a connectivity issue with the Red TV. Oh, my goodness. So our screen went from big. That was Josh Sargent who had his attempt. Um, and we're only seeing this on a, on a fingernail thing right fantastic. here. And Somebody hit OK. An absolutely incredible hey, can we get somebody down here to fix our by TV the men's screen. national team? That would have been an own goal on that first cross, and then a beautiful cross. By the way, that play looked eerily reminiscent to Josh Sargent, the cheeky Palacio streaking down to the end line trying to find Garrett Bale in the MLS Cup final. We almost had a repeat performance of that very same play. We're going to need somebody to fix this are, screen scarf because the screen on my iPhone issues. is bigger than what's on that DirecTV right now. <laughs> there are some television issues here at Santa Monica Brewworks, but they are, they are working on it. But wow, that play, if you guys watch it, Josh Sargent, that play looking eerily similar to the play that Gareth Bale scored that goal on. Absolutely incredible. It got real exciting hey! in here real quick. We are All right, we're back 11 in minutes in, and I think by far the United States with the two best chances of the match so far. Josh Sargent, I wonder if he was bullied with red hair and freckles. He doesn't care. He's representing the United States in the World Cup. I mean, imagine just a couple of months ago, Josh Sargent was likely going to be left out of the World Cup. It was Ricardo Pepe's to lose. And, and there is, oh, wow. Is that DeAndre Yedlin? Looks like DeAndre Yedlin. Oh. That no, Yedlin? that's Desk, buddy. That's oh, Sergino Desk. Des. Excuse me. Sergino Desk being booked for... Well, yeah, I mean... I, I've seen less called a yellow... So, you know, you talk about guys like Josh late. Sargent, like look at like like Tim Weah representing yep. Fulham. Yep. We have the second youngest U.S. men's team of all time and one and the youngest where, roster. Where is uh, Anthony Robinson playing right now, too? Oh, geez. Off the top of my head. Get, get, I, I, get back I'm to gonna, me on I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to Google that right is, now. While I would love talk. to know what the average age is if you took Tim out of the lineup. At 35 years old, he skews the average age of this U.S. men's team. Yeah, look, he also plays for Fulham. That's what I was trying to get at. I think it's uh, it's Jedi Robinson and Tim Ream. Jedi Robinson might be the reason that Tim Ream is on this World Cup because those two players playing next to each other, having played with each other for the entire Prem season, I think that's one of the reasons why you see that Tim Ream and Jedi Robinson combination on that side. And Walker Zimmerman, it could be Walker Zimmerman, Tim Ream leading that defense into the knockout stage. And by the way, we want to thank our good buddy, Len Lanzi. Representing Pride Republic, love uh, and beloved Len. It's always wild to be with you two guys. <laughs> love I don't know, man. You just came back from a three-day music festival. It seems like it'd be a lot wilder hanging out with you. Oh, no! We got a yellow card now issued on wow. Western McKinney. A second early booking. We are 13 minutes in, and thank we have two of our midfielders 
already. There's no way. These refs are getting a little wow. trigger happy with their scar with their card handling scarf. He he didn't hit the ball, but I don't know. That early for two yellows. <coughs> you know, we talk about Major League Soccer. I mean, if you compare it to a lot of the other leagues out there globally, obviously Major League Soccer can't hold a candle to that a la league on the Premier League, but if you look, there's 35 players from Major League Soccer that are represented within this World Cup. That is quite good. And then if you look at the number of players that LAFC has thrown on here, you got five LAFC players. The Montreal Impact with six. The Seattle Sounders sending themselves a bunch. I mean, Major League Soccer is heavily represented within this World Cup, and, and it's good to see. It's obviously good for the visibility of the league. It's exciting for the players on the national teams. Obviously, your efforts can get you into a national team, even playing in a league. My below. efforts? What? My efforts? Your efforts. Your efforts. Your efforts. Got it. Not my efforts. No. Not his efforts. Got it. But it's still good to see Major League Soccer represented in the way that it is in this major, in this World Cup. By story. the way, a little bit of nervous time here with a free kick. Come And look, this free kick is, what, 40, 45 yards from goal on the uh, left-hand side of the pitch or on the, uh, as you're watching it on television, the uh, side closest to the bottom of your television screen. You got to watch Garrett Bale on this. Obviously, we know what he can do in the air. Beautiful ball up top. And U.S. has a little bit of defending to do, but no we do it. Nicely done. Sends it right back in, but well over the bar. So 14 minutes in, Philly. We got two yellows on U.S. men's national team. You mentioned some MLS representation in the World Cup. How about kicking off the World Cup with not one, not two, but three black and gold members representing the nation of Ecuador and, and a fantastic showing, by the way, by the nation of Ecuador, a 2 nothing shutout, and they made it look easy against Qatar. Qatar becoming the first host nation to lose their opening match in World Cup history. Karma kind of sucks, I guess, although Lenny says not to blame the Qatari people. I don't, but I still blame the uh, the Qatari government for a lot of the stuff that they're, uh, that they're putting out there. But that being said, well, we'll we start. have Sebastian <laughs> Mendez making yes. the start and playing the full 90. Cheeky Palacios, unfortunately, not coming off the bench. But Sifu coming in the 77th minute, getting 23 minutes of action. Philly, would you have thought at the beginning of this season that we would be able to say that the opening match of the World Cup featured three World or MLS champion LAFC players? No, I, I wouldn't have thought that. And the funny thing is the guy who got the most minutes is the one who played the least between the three Ecuadorians. Yep. Seba Mendes came to LAFC late in the season, coming from Orlando City. While he may have not had the best performance as a member of the black and gold, still a very good player within his own right. In his performance, in the full 90 that he played, he had 86 touches, 97% passing accuracy, 7 recoveries. Uh, 80% accuracy on his long balls and two key passes. Seba Mendes had a really, really good game for Ecuador. Now, Jose Cifuentes has been linked to teams such as Brighton in the English Premier League, and he's also linked to teams in La Liga. We may have seen the last of Jose Cifuentes as a member of LAFC, but if Seba Mendes can bring what he brought to the Ecuadorian national team in this previous game against Qatar, to that Major League Soccer and LAFC, I still think our midfield will be as solid and intact as it's ever been. Philly, you hit the nail on the head. I think that is exactly why we brought in Seba Mendes, because of his ability to come in and start next season. Look, you and I, I don't think there are a few players that we are more excited to watch on the pitch than Jose Cifuentes. He is an incredible talent, but it would surprise absolutely nobody in LAFC circles if he is indeed 
playing for Brighton and Hove Albion or any of those teams in La Liga that were sniffing around as well. He is extraordinarily talented and a player who I would be shocked is on LAFC next year. Seba Mendez could slot into that starting role. Let me ask you another question, Philly. Let's talk a little bit about some LAFC news that happened over the last couple of weeks or so. They talked about picking up some options on some of these players. In case you didn't know, the time to pick up options was just a week ago. And, of course, many of you saw the post. This one hurt my heart more than a lot of others did about the part of our history post. We know what it means when LAFC posts something like part of our history. And it wasn't the uh, NCAA champion Tomas Romero from Georgetown. It wasn't even fan favorite Cal Jennings that kind of hurt my heart, although I will miss those two guys dearly. It was the player that I predicted we would draft two drafts ago, the pride of Mendota, California, and a friend of the podcast because he's appeared several times on our live. I was very sad to see LAFC cut ties with Danny Trejo. Again, Tomas Romero, Cal Jennings, and Danny Trejo no longer on the LAFC roster. No, no longer on LAFC roster. However, Tomas Romero did get picked up. Wait, you got to do it right. However, However Tomas Romero got picked up in the expansion draft, and he's going to be reunited with Mark Anthony (laughs) Kay and Bob Bradley. So at least we know where Tomas, the keeper for El Salvador, is going. Yeah. No doubt. By the way, they got rid of Daniil Henry. Uh, Toronto did, I believe. I think uh, Daniil Henry is past his prime, not to sound terrible, but he's at that age where most farmers would take out their cattle into the pasture and well I I do do not agree with anything that Christian Philly Philemon is saying right now I think Daniel Henry is a wonderful human being who does not deserve to have his career and just yet especially having to play with Bob Bradley in Toronto fair enough but Tomas Romero gets reunited with his old head coach so we know where he's going Danny Trejo worked his tail off to be a member of LAFC and in fact did sign a contract to jump in from the Las Vegas lights to the main to the big club and his performance, he, he he executed. He was a threat on the attack. But with a team that features the likes of Carlos Vela returning, Chicho Arango, potentially, uh, Danny Buanga, potentially Garrett Bale, who knows? We'll see what the option is on Christian Teo, another player who we declined options on, but trying to restructure his contract. It is very crowded for, for him. <laughs> that's up that's front, an understatement. To say the least, so... The last thing you want to do is see a kid as talented as him just spend his time in Las Vegas, which you're not going to be defunct. That kid does not belong in the USL. He would start on a lot of Major League Soccer rosters. I have no doubt somebody's going to pick him up, although in the two stages of the MLS reentry draft, he did not get picked up. Look, let's let's talk about, let's let's get something out of the way. Let's, let's bring it to the Wayback Machine and bring back something here on the podcast. Philly, I do not believe it was a surprise that we picked up Maxime Cropot's option. I do not believe it was a surprise that we picked up Mamadou Fall's option. I do not believe it was a surprise that we picked up Kellen Acosta's option. But I believe you and I both thought that our wait, what moment of the offseason had to have been LAFC picking up the what we believe is a five or $600,000 for next year option on one Latif Blessing. No, I, I really thought we would see the last of Latif Blessing wearing a black and gold jersey, but it seems as if... The, the star man playing on the right could come back, but maybe he plays a more limited role. Perhaps he plays the role of a, of a Jordan Harvey at the later stages of his career, although There's Latif no Blessing is a heck of a lot done, younger. Though. That's the thing. It's, uh, my, I, just, I just do not think Latif Blessing can add to LAFC what he has in the past. Yeah. And that midfield, 
like the front line, is exceptionally crowded. Latif is great, no doubt, but I feel burying him in our squad is a big injustice to him. Well, let me ask you something. So, so next year, let's just say that Jose Cifuentes goes to Brighton and Hove Albion. By the way, I love their crest. The dove, That's the dove, right? Or the seagull or whatever seagull, it is. Seagull, my friend. It's a bird. They're, they're, the, they're the Coney Island of the UK. All right. Well, I, I like in the that. South. I, I like South Oh, London. that's got to be a – oh, that's a great tackle. Never mind. Uh, look, I, I love their crest, so I'm all for I'll get a Jose C. Fuentes, Brighton, No, and Hove no, Albion. no. What you yeah. love about Brighton and Hove Albion is their owner. Yes, because that the poker man, player. That, yes, exactly. A professional gambler got and a huge fan of the club pokered his way into a fortune and enabled him to buy his childhood club. Are you allowed to say pokered this early in the morning on a podcast? I don't Uh, know. It's, it's, well, we're about, what, 48 minutes away from it not being morning. So, yes, close enough. All right, we could say that. It is afternoon in the East Coast. So, Philly, you're the the money guy. You're the numbers guy. It's what you do for a living. I mean, I teach math, so I'm also a numbers guy. But, Philly, uh, asset retention is something that's incredibly important in your portfolio, right? Sure. Yeah. As is ROI. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay. So, so you bring that up to counter my point, and that's fine. But maybe this is one of those things where LAFC retains the asset because of its value. I'm talking about Latif Blessing here. And I, I have gone on record in saying my two favorite players to ever wear the black and gold for LAFC are Adama Diamande and Latif Blessing. So if Latif Blessing ever leaves LAFC, I'm going to be incredibly sad. But could it be something where LAFC retains Latif Blessing so that they can maybe move him in the future for another piece? I mean, there is that possibility. Obviously, John Thornton has been a a mad genius with what he has done. A lot of people questioned him last season in terms of a lot of the movements. A lot of people questioned him messing around with the lineup when we were arguably having one of our best runs in club history. But what he has done is single-handedly outdone every executive in Major League Soccer with the with the movements on, on the chessboard that he has made. USA is in the box. There was an opportunity there. That play got thwarted. But, I mean, that, that's a possibility, Scar. There's yeah, look, no doubt. About, I just, like you, I'm still shocked that they, they, they managed to retain him. They did not decline their option on him, and there's a good chance we'll see no, that I, number I seven roaming around Bank of California Stadium a little longer. Look, we probably should have told our listeners, the millions, and millions, to do this when they started the pod. We are at the 23-minute mark or so of the podcast. So when we started watching the U.S. men's national team, if you want to know what it's like right now while we're doing this podcast, just start the U.S. men's national team uh, right when we started watching it here. And then it's like you're watching it along live with us again, even though you'll probably know exactly what happens. What's going on directly in front of us right now, some blatant shilling by the front office of LAFC. Some blatant shilling? See, Is that what you oh, just yeah. said? J- Jimmy Lopez That's is like right the in thing the I've middle heard you of say. this one picture. We're talking about... Uh, maybe a dozen or so supporters. His beautiful wife Cassie, the is goddess right there. of thunder herself. Tony, we have Tony from uh, from the uh, the uh, Heart of LAFC podcast. We have KC, the, the president of thirty two fifty two. We have Panda. We have Chris Lafferty. We have Len Lanzi. And and oh look at this! The we've thunder herself. We've got a special podcast. guest. On She's the not happy, but she is smiling. It's- Cassie, is it Hello. Riddle Lopez? Cassie Lopez? What's what's the right? What's the correct last name? Cassandra Lee Riddle Lopez. Damn straight it is. There you go. The bringer of thunder. Uh, I mean, look, goddess of thunder scarf. You got to show respect. How great is this? We can't actually describe what she's doing to her husband right now. She's less than pleased of, of him. Uh, I guess cordially inviting her onto the podcast. Cassie, you've been with us once before yes. on the podcast. Hot. Podcasts make me a little bit uncomfortable. All right. Well, luckily, there's beer and there's lots of fun people around. And you know us. We're, we're not strangers, although we are Very strange. True. 
So, so you have on a, a U.S. kit that has three stars over the top of it, by the way. So it's clearly not a men's kit, no, right? It's not. not it's a men's not. kit. Definitely but, for the women. Right. But by the way, it's a, it's now a kit that's getting equal pay, right? So that's that's, that's a big one, right? Very important. So very coming important. into this World Cup, what are your thoughts? U.S. Men's National Team. I mean, you're here supporting. This this is fun times, right? It is very very fun times. Honestly, I'm still on the high of LAFC's. Oh, we'll talk about that in just a that's, minute. Don't you worry. That's. Oh. All I honestly care about. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. No. So, okay. So, as the as those final moments are taking down, LAFC is up. You're, where were you at Bank of California Stadium? What were you doing as those moments were taken away? I was up drumming. Damn right course. you were. Okay. And by yes. the way, for all the for all the women and young girls that listen to our podcast, yes, we are talking to that same badass drummer that is in the middle of the 3252. You see her on television. You see her in the stadium. That is who they show time and time again in the drums. This is that same Cassie. What what were the thoughts, what were the feelings going through your head as it became clear that LAFC was finally going to take home the cup after five years? Um, pure joy, Yeah. honestly. Like, back-to-back, getting those PKs yeah. was just complete amazing. Before getting it yep. that far, yep. I thought we had lost it. Yeah. I will, oh, I will admit it. I said it on our podcast, 100%. I was yeah. done. I was done, too. I thought I thought we were done. And then we came back with yeah. fire, and it was like the most emotional roller coaster. And, and you were like 20 yards away from it where you sit. You're, you're looking right at John McCarthy and everything that's happening in front of you. I mean... Oh, yes. How hard is it to drum and watch what you're seeing? I can't, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, yet you're it's drumming true. to a beat while watching John McCarthy make the two biggest saves in LAFC history. What is that like? So I have to be completely honest. Yeah. I took my drum off <laughs> when PK started. Okay, okay. I did do that. You know what? You've earned that. You've earned that. That's I okay. I wanted to fully take it in, <laughs> and the moment we started, like, that last goal went in, yeah. tears started, oh. and it was just amazing. Did you, I mean, you've obviously been here since day one. You were on the trip to Dortmund. You've seen this club from its infancy. There was no stadium. There was no Carlos Vela. There was no Bob Bradley. Like, talk to us about the emotions of having seen everything from its infancy till now. I mean, were you shocked that it took this long? Are you relieved that it was this short a period of time? Talk to us about your emotions going from day one to today. Honestly, that's what I thought about after we scored that last goal. That's what was running through my head. I thought about Dortmund and how amazing that was. Um, those of you who know my story, that was my first professional soccer match right. that I really, really watched the game and enjoyed and loved. And so that was completely eye-opening to me. So thinking back to that and thinking about that trip and just the spark that it ignited in me and thinking about my husband and my Jimmy proposing to me on the field. Right? We'll never forget that. One of the coolest moments in Bank of California Stadium history. Thank you. I'm a little partial, but I agree. Right, right, right. So just like all the emotional lead-ups and, of course, Mo came into my brain as... You know, that's that's honestly what made me start to cry yeah. the most is like thinking yep. he should be here with us. Yep. So all that leading up to it and then just the joy of like finally, finally, fuck yes. <laughs> I would, I would like to think Mo was there, especially when Daniel Gosdog slipped on the pitch and absolutely aired, skied that ball over right? John McCarthy. Right? No, and, and 
the other thing I want to ask, are you going to Costa Rica? Are we, of course. Uh, absolutely. Alo Helense. I mean, oh, yes. look, March, what, 9th, I think is when March it came 9th, out, right? Yes. That's the game. Can't wait. Uh, we'll, I'll be in Costa Rica. Uh, I will not. I, I don't think. <laughs> Philly, you're calling two games. I'm for calling the two games Empire for the Empire Strikers. Strikers that March 7th and March 9th. So it was literally Boo. LAFC kind of did a double middle finger to my buddy Philly there and Sorry. said, here's where we're going to schedule. Oh! oh. Dest with a field goal. Shot Way well. above the head of Hennessy. So, so Looks Gino like he took Dest, a shot at Hennessy before he so took Gino that shot. So Gino Dest and uh, what's, the, what's the guy who just stopped dating uh, Kardashian? What's his name? Pete Davidson, don't they look? I think the hair—they've got like the same hair right now. Sergio Dest and Pete Davidson—that's that's, that's kind of funny. There you go. They're like from the, the same side person. profile. You're not wrong, right? Right. That's it's Pete it. Davidson with the U.S. Men's National Team. Who would uh, ever thought we would have brought up Pete Davidson during an LAFC? Oh, you know me, US Men's National Team all World over Cup the map. There's your LA. There's your defenders with the Cassie bingo clearly card. wants to leave. Let me ask her one last question. Oh, okay. So you watched Garrett Bale score that goal from across the pitch from where you were. What's it like watching him take on the U.S. men's national team right now? I mean, it's mixed emotions. Right. There's a little bit of pride there. Yeah. There is. Yep. You know, he's ours, and he did us a real solid. Oh, yeah. Worth every penny. Oh, yeah. Real solid. So, you know, it's bittersweet. Honestly, I love any player that comes from LAFC. That's yeah. where I have to say, like, yeah. and I look, will cheer, root it, for them. If we any. could get our wish... Uh, I think U.S. men's national team will win this game four to one with the goal being scored by Gareth Bale for Wales. So I think that's good. There we so go. I like that. You guys, uh, Jimmy absolutely put her up to this, but I think she absolutely nailed and it. He's smiling she was on the pod. with a green Cassie, ear to thank ear. Thank you I so much for coming on the pod. Yes, yes. You, you, uh, you did it. The goddess of thunder you did defenders. it. Uh, this is guys. We're having so much fun here. On uh, on this live-ish episode, it's only eleven thirty-one, and we've had a couple of beers. This is great, we've, and it's only Monday. We've been we've already been on for thirty-seven minutes. This is going to be a one of our longer podcasts that we have done for sure. We will take a little break at halftime, which is about fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, we got to wait in line for more beer, scarf. Oh yeah, we got to get a couple of those. Plus, we're gonna bring some more people on. We're gonna have some fun guests. We're going to bring in people from around Santa Monica Brew Works right now. There are people with all kinds of U.S. men's national team and LAFC gear. There's a guy wearing bright orange. I'm not sure if he knows the Netherlands game is uh, over now. But, uh, but you know, he's, he's still here representing. Which, by the way, they barely got by Senegal earlier. No, 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 2-0, 2-0. That's they put still barely. It was late Senegal, in the game. Look, I, I will go on record as saying this. I think the teams from the African nations are going to do exceedingly well in this World Cup. I think Senegal, I think Cameroon. Not without Sadio Mane, my I, friend. That's, it's going to be tough for sure, but I think they're going to do pretty well in this World Cup. Uh, Philly, I'm going to let you talk for a little bit while I go order us another round. Oh, I actually, I love the thought of this. I love the fact that Scarf's going to get me a beer. So we're, right now we're 32 minutes into this game. The United States has been dominating in terms of possession and passing accuracy, but only two shots to Wales is one. So it's been a pretty interesting game, but obviously the United States having the lion's share of possession and making the lion's share of threats within this game. We talked about Gareth Bale earlier on in the match. We haven't really seen much of him, much like a lot of the LAFC season, missing on the back of a milk carton, if you will. But the man is dangerous, and he happens to show up when it matters the most. So obviously we're going to keep an eye on him. I'm sitting here on my own holding down the fort. This is exciting. I'm looking in the distance. And I see somebody wearing a Kappa tracksuit. How often do you see a Kappa tracksuit in today's day and age? Right That's my good buddy, George right Salome, here. wearing a scarf that your very own J.R. the Liebert scarf designed. 
George, we're going to get you on a live podcast Thank right you, now, sir. my friend. Talking to the mic, the audio <laughs> technic a bit. My man, I haven't seen you in a minute. I How am, the hell are you? I am loving life with you, sir. I, this is a moment in time. You and I being, well, you and ex-Wall Street and me are current Wall Street. Yes, sir. Nothing says success, and I've said this a few times already, quite like drinking at 1130 on a Monday. Happy Monday. And I will say this. This is an important moment for us because what we're watching today is destiny. It is destiny. We've got Gareth Bale playing in the World Cup, and it's an amazing situation we've got, my friend. Amazing without a doubt. You obviously watched LAFC's final. Talk to us about the feeling you got, the excitement, the jubilation when Gareth Bale tied the game with seconds remaining in extra time. We brought him in for something. It was magic. He brought in the magic and he delivered the goods. And he will deliver again and again. This is something special, my friend. So we're... It's been eight years. It's been eight years since the U.S. has been in the World Cup. It's been a long time since we've seen supporters of the national team yes. in a bar. What do you think of this vibe here at Santa Monica Brewers I right think now? It's unbelievable. Let's go, Santa Monica. Yeah, let's go, Santa Monica Brewers. We certainly thank you for inviting us. George Salome trying to get everybody roaring. I love it. My man, where did you get that incredible? Look at what you did, baby. Where did you get that incredible Kappa tracksuit? I'll give you the shirt off my chest. I got a green jacket. Would you like it? I mean, I like the color green, and I like Kappa. What's not to like about two lovely ladies sitting back-to-back as far as the logo is concerned? By the way, a Kappa tracksuit, I knew you'd appreciate it. Of course that. I'm, I'm a man of the 90s. We're basically of the same era. So as far as this game is concerned, I just noticed you, you, you walk in here. Did you just get here? Have you been here? This is the first this I'm seeing it. of you. This guy. This guy. How was the drive? You came down, or Ubered. up rather, from Orange County. So from Orange County, you yes, Ubered? Yes, sir. Good Lord, that's a dedicated man. And you want to do a shoey? I want to do a shoey. Out of the shoe or a sanitary shoey? Any shoe. All right, so you're going to have to bear with me because my podcast partner in life is on his way over with a beer. I'll do a shoey with you, brother. Yes. Let's wait for the U.S. to score the first goal of yes, the game. Sir. Or at the very least, halftime. Absolutely. Which are only about 11 or so minutes away. George, what's your score prediction for today's match? Ooh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think I'm going to go with Wales in a 1-0. Wow, you are rooting against the U.S. men's national team. Not rooting, but you think Wales is going to come out. I think Wales is going to come through. Okay, all right. I mean, that's obviously a fair bet. Wales is the 19th-ranked country in the world, and the U.S. is in one of the toughest divisions. No team ranked lower than 20th. Now, other than the U.S. men's national team, George, is there anybody else who you're keeping an eye on during this World Cup? I think, well, obviously Wales dangerous. Christian Pulisic on the run. Oh! Oh! Possible offside, but that wasn't there. Christian Paul 
Joseph with a great forward pass to Timothy Ware. And just like that, the red, white, and blue and go up against Wales, one to nothing here in the 36th minute of the first half. Unbelievable. And that's why we played the entire match. Scarf, you might have to like not be here. Orange comes through and all of a sudden we score. Beautiful scarf. Can we talk about the son of the legend, George Weah, Timothy Weah, putting it into the back of the net here in the 36th minute? An incredible moment for the U.S. men's national team. Here we are against wow, Wales. A, he was 1v1, able to put it away. I mean, this is euphoria here at Santa Monica Brew Works. The place went absolutely nuts. I was standing waiting for a beer. Lenny yeah, and I, which, who by the way, where is the beer? Lenny is getting it. We hugged. I shared a moment, but I said, you know what? I got to get back to my partner in pod. We got George right here hanging so, out with us. So we're gonna we're gonna live a shoey. George and I were just talking. He Ubered from Santa Mo from Santa Monica. He Ubered from Orange County for the sole desire Heck of doing yeah. a shoey. At the, at the onset of the United States scoring a goal, which they did. So hence, George and I are going to drink out of a We're shoe shooing. momentarily. We're shooing. Wait, why that beer, though? And I know you're feeling froggy, baby. Don't jump just yet. Go, I just, I mean, come on. It, the, I don't know, Philly, if you saw this. on. Uh, it was all over the Internet this morning. All of the well wishes and, and good luck offerings from all the different parents of the players of the U.S. men's national team. And, and you just saw George Weah. He was so calm and cool about it. I was like, all right, Timothy, good luck. I'm proud of you, my son. Go get him. It was like talking about a guy who had been there before, a guy who has performed on the highest levels in the world stage, and that is exactly what we saw his son, Timothy Weah, doing in the 36th minute, quickly vaulting himself into legendary status for the U.S. men's national team, kicking off our World Cup leading 1-0 after 36 minutes. And that was our first shot on target. Going into that sequence, we had only had two shots with none of them on target. A brilliant pass by Christian Pulisic. And just like that, the USA find themselves up 1-0. And that's something in order to gain their confidence. Something they needed to do. Draw first blood in this matchup. And that's exactly what they did. Obviously, there's still a good seven or so minutes before both teams head back so in the much locker room. Left. So much left. But, but the USA's been really, kept, it's been really hanging on to this. I, I, but there's so much left. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is, look. This, We've seen it, plenty. I, look, I'll say this. I'll say the exact same thing I said when MLS Cup was exactly. one nothing. Exactly. You know that this match is not going to That's end 1-0. That's it. Right? So, Philly, let me ask you, what's the uh, line you always quote from Cobra Kai? Strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. There you Although go. that's a trademark line by not us, by the way. No, yeah. Well, that's that's why I, I had to make sure we put it out there that, yes, that is from Cobra Kai. Look, you can see now Wales throwing bodies at the goal with a little less or a little more reckless abandon than they had before. This is going to be, look, what we've done at the very least is woken up literally the dragon from exactly. Wales. So be ready. All right, we got oh, the call, we got and it's on Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale oh. might be getting a yellow. Oh. Yes, he is. Bale's it got is a yellow, yellow oh, card. Bale's wow. got himself a yellow. Wow. LAFC's wow. own Gareth Bale on Eunice Musa. Wow. Oh, he got the ball first. Interesting. That's yeah. I. Wow, a superstar. I don't, I don't like who to get Gareth Bale, but today I will. Exponential. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Flabbergasted. By I don't the know way, that's a yellow card. Yeah, I don't know if it's a yellow card either, but I obviously don't know that's it's been a yellow card. I, I didn't think a lot of the He's other false. yellow cards are yellow cards. He's false. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so i got to ask our guest, are we doing the shoey? 
Yeah. All right. Are we doing it? So I'll, uh, are we doing it this way, or are we doing it that way? No. Put. Oh God. All right. So what they're discussing right, right now? We should probably be I'll, more sanitary. I'll, I'll narrate. Like Santa Monica okay. Brewers to invite right. us back. I'll, I'll narrate right well, now. Mean, they're. Uh, so then I should take my shit. They're, yeah, they're okay. So what we're seeing right now, our buddy George and Philly, as you guys know, they're all about doing the shoeies, but they're going to do a sanitary shoey. It's That's early what in the morning. You get hazed so, in Australia. So the cup is going inside the shoe. Normally the beer goes inside the shoe, but the cup is going inside the shoe. And in honor of Timothy Weah's goal in the 36th minute, we have our sanitary shoeies happening right now, guys. Take it away. Enjoy. Well, hang, hang on a second. There, before before that, you're getting a phone call from someone in Chicago. I'm getting right a now. phone there's call from a solicitor. How all, they got through all kinds of the stuff spam happening. software is beyond me. We have a sanitary chewy. Scarf, if you could do me the honors. Oh, I'm going to talk on the pod while I do what? What are we doing? Away from the machinery. Yes, sir. Cheers. Cheers. All right, I'm recording it. Here we go. This is happening. This is terrible podcast time, but Billy, good job. George is still enjoying himself over there. You know, he is enjoying himself. That's all that matters. That a boy, George. That a boy, George. There we go. Uh, Philly, by the way, there's a, there's a second gullet that he has that alcohol just goes straight down. It's like there's just a, there's an empty place where his soul used to be. I majored in fraternity now. in college, Scarf. <laughs> You're not wrong about that, my friend. You George, that was excellent. That. How are you feeling? Oh, hey, my God, this. my beautiful wife, the panda, dropping a beer. Panda, you want to be on the pod? Panda, she wa- said panda no. walked away. She's like, I've heard enough of she your She said, thank you, but no thank you. To last me a lifetime. And by the way, I have a feeling if you offered to be on their pod, they would say the exact same thing. No thank you. Fair enough. Yeah. George, I want to say thank you. The last time I took a shoey, Carlos Vale scored a goal. So that was good. It thank was, you. We were overdue. We were very much overdue, we were my overdue friend. overdue for a shoey. But, so I like. By the way, I I do want to say a big shout out to uh, Santa Monica Brewworks. I am currently having the cucumber Kolsch, which is lovely. I mean, talk about a morning beer that you could just drink over and over and over again. This cucumber Kolsch. is having a cucumber Kolsch. I am, Let that sit with I you and resonate for just a second. I am enjoying the heck out of this cucumber Kolsch, my friend. Out of all the great beer, you went with the cucumber. I did. Okay, I trust you. I did. <laughs> I'm your friend. You messed up. You trusted me. It's a ballerina move. So we're about two and a half minutes. Well, give or take an extra minute or two like of injury yeah, time. Yeah, we'll see. Right I think we might get about two minutes of stoppage time. Not a whole lot. No. There haven't really been many delays here in the first half, but we'll and, see. And for whatever reason, you skipped to the 50th minute of this podcast, which I don't know why the hell you would do. Uh, the USA is up one nothing. In their first game back in the World Cup in eight oh, years, Scarf. I get it. 50th actual minute of the podcast. Yeah, 50th we've, minute of the recording, not of the game. We've been recording about 50 minutes so far. And again, we'll take a little break at halftime. We may bring some people on, though, from in and around Santa Monica Brewers. And, and I, again, might, yeah, I might need I, to save my voice a little. Nah, you're good. I, I'm the one that's been sick in bed for the last couple of days. I'm I was here. sick in bed prior to you. Yeah, Clearly well, what I we had, were not, you had. We were not in the same bed. Um, no, not in the same bed. But that being said, I want to say a big thank you, too, to LASC, who uh, invited us out to do this here at Santa Monica Brew Works. Uh, a huge shout-out to Jimmy and everybody. Yeah, Jimmy Lopez in the house. Much appreciated. Much love for allowing us to be here. He's yeah, acting got- like he doesn't hear us or see us because he's always cool, calm, and collected with his shades on. But we love you, Jimmy. Thank you. We got all kinds of great people here from LAFC PR, too. We got Seth. We got Alonzo. We got everybody here from LAFC Oh, I didn't PR. see Alonzo. I did see yeah. Seth. George, Alonso's thanks a lot, right man. Alonzo's right over there. Hopefully we get to do it. I, I, oh, okay. If we get another goal, we got to do another shoot. I, I think we need, it. We need and, to prepare. 
I mean, you need to stick around here because obviously you're good luck. I would venture to guess a lot of these people here feel the same way. And by the way, of course, Uncle Rich is here, by the way. Uncle Rich is somewhere roaming around. Uncle Rich has a Saturday's football shirt on. I mean, that's not a bad saying, like flex for power tools. I mean, that's that's actually a pretty good slogan right there. I have been lifting lately. You have been. I know. I've seen the before. They'll get you. I I love that I've seen the before pictures. Look at All right, guns. Philly, hold on. We got a head in the game here. All right. We got a corner kick in the 45th minute. Uh-oh. And this is some nervous time Whoa. for the U.S. men's national Whoa. team. Ball going in the air. There's a header. Out of play. They say it was deflected away. Good defending by Walker Zimmerman on that one. By the way, if anybody can't tell while I'm talking, oh, what a pass by Pooley. An amazing pass. What a pass. They're, they're showing the replay of the goal. Let's and look, go. for, for all the crap we've talked about Greg Berhalter in the last, like, several years, this obviously is an amazing you, moment You do for not him. enjoy Greg Berhalter. Because it's all nepotism, what got him to where he got to. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> he's the first player to represent the U.S. as a player and as a coach. Yep. And, hey, you know what? His team's winning for now. So as of this second, I am pro Berhalter. <laughs> <laughs> Philly, there's still time to jump off the bandwagon if you of want. Of course you there's got time. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, we got four minutes of injury time left within this half. Hey, what we're going to try and do at some point here on this podcast is to bring on. uh, By the way, we're going to do some raffles at halftime, so that's why we're going to we're going to step off for a little bit. Somebody might walk away with a Bale jersey. Somebody is definitely walking away with a Gareth Bale jersey. jersey. Uh, But we are at some point going to bring on Tony from Heart of LAFC oh, podcast. Tony, he's, gotta, he's the guy with the Cruella DeVille hairdo. We, oh, we got to talk to Tony a little bit. Oh, boy. Uh, so that'll be that'll be after halftime. Also, we've, I'm going to bring on a couple of kids. We've got Luca and Sebastian, who, when I was going around saying hi to everybody who was here at Santa Monica Brewworks, they were by far the two youngest people in the room at the time. And I thought it might be really cool to see what they think. Uh, right after halftime, we'll get them on. Uh, and again, a huge thank you to Santa Monica Brewworks, to LAFC, to Flex Power Tools, to everybody who's helped make today an the incredibly millions. special day and the millions. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, but again, we are going to be raffling off Garrett Bale signed kit, Kellen Acosta signed hat, Chicho Arango signed kit, Ilya Sanchez, Sebastian Abiaga, and Ryan Hollingshead signed memorabilia, and six, that is right, six flex power tools. That's a few thousand dollars real. in 1099. Let's go. Uh, Philly, we are we are in the and a night out with the defenders of the bank. That's uh, right. And Jimmy Lopez is going to pay for a night he's, out he's, with the defenders he's of us the already. How do I get in on this raffle? Who do I <laughs> oh, talk to? You talk to those people right over there right at there. the uh, LAFC I'm street right team. The street in. team is Let's here. Let's raffle this up. Let's make it happen. You guys, we are in the about the final minute of stoppage time here in the first half. That is a smart tactical foul. But it looks like it's also going to result oh, in a yellow card. We got a yellow card. So at this point, we're even with yellow cards, Scarf. I believe it's, it's two to both sides. Yes, and, it is. Oh, yeah. Two just, yellow cards for the just U.S. pulling down Christian Pulisic. That the, is the uh, second yellow card for Wales. Both teams sporting yellows, my friend. Yeah. I I just, Chris Mepham, Uh I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong because I've watched a little bit too much of uh, Welcome to Wrexham. And I don't think I'm pronouncing some of these names right. Well, then clearly you're not a fan of Burnmouth, which is where he plays. No, I am not a fan of AFC Burnmouth. I am a fan of AFC Richmond. Does that count? No. Fictional characters. Nah. Fictional team. By the way, how great was it with all these uh, John Hamm, Santa Claus, U.S. men's national team commercials? They got, uh, they got your boy out there as well. 
my boy, you don't oh even my know God. who my boy is? Uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, Jason Yeah, Sudeikis. he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Roy Kent. Oh. They got Roy Kent as part of the commercials right now, which is amazing. I totally blanked Well, did you there. watch that Bleacher Report? Uh, they tweeted it. It was the um, it was the Ronaldo and Messi toys. Yeah. And then it was, it was a picture of Gareth Bale trying to putt, and they were running right <laughs> through it, and he's like, hey, what the hell? Yep. Yeah, how about Ted Lasso taking out all those cool billboards for the U.S. men's national team guys and Very everybody cool. else? Really, really cool. Uh, we, we've made we've been lucky enough to make some friends with some of the cast of Ted Lasso over the course of the last Still waiting on Danny so. Rojas to be on the pod, but we know his publicist, so it's going to happen. We're, we're working on it. We are absolutely working on it. we got about a uh, half, half a minute or so left in stoppage. It looks like Wales has relented for the time being. Both teams looking to play out the string. They keep passing it back to not Pete Davidson, Serginio Dest. <laughs> that's that, that's how we're going to refer to him for the duration of the World Cup. Not Pete Davidson. Not Pete Davidson, right? By the way, Pete, if you're listening, we know you're a big fan of the pod. We would love to have you on. There it is. There's the whistle. And that's the end of the first half, folks. You obviously can hear it. All the supporters of the red, white, and blue are quite happy. All right. We're about to do some raffles, you guys. We'll see you back here in just a little bit. All right, welcome back to Fenners. We're about, actually not even we're about, we did start the second half. And if you're just tuning into the second part of this just podcast started. right now, the USA is up one to nothing on Wales. A game in which they have led in terms of possession with 66% to Wales' is 34. Passing accuracy at 90%. 90%. So Lord knows they are passing the ball well and it is moving well. But the most important stat, not just the shots, but the shot on target. And as a result of a brilliant forward pass by Christian Pulisic to Timothy Weah, we find ourselves up one nothing going into the and, second and half. And by the way, we thought the story might be uh, U.S. men's national team with only one shot on target at halftime. But Philly, real quick, shots on target for Wales. A goose egg. That's zero. Right. Niente. So nada. We Look, we know that we are going to have to uh, withstand... A furious effort <laughs> Maybe in like 10 from years. Wales for these next 45 minutes. But for the first 45 plus four minutes of stoppage, we're talking about no shots on target allowed by the U.S. men's national team back line, anchored, of course, by former black and gold member Walker Zimmerman, Jedi Robinson, Timothy Weah. And who's on the opposite side? Who am I forgetting right now? Let's pull up the lineup card. Oh, goodness. There you have it. There you go. Oh, uh, excuse me, Serginio Dest of the uh, not Pete Davidson uh, of the yeah yeah not Pete Davidson. Serginio Dest of the yellow card. I think I called him a midfielder before. That's pretty dumb of me. He's definitely That's okay. A, You're entitled to a mistake or two. It's your first time drinking on the pod in months. I mean, right? It's my first time drinking in months. My goodness. Uh, that being said, it's an incredible atmosphere out here right now. We do have Uncle Rich. We do have right Uncle Rich. You might have to switch microphones. Let me take the. Uh, let me take the mute off of that one. Let me go see. Philly, you talk for a moment. I'm going to ask Uncle Rich if we can get him on the pod. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Uncle Rich really is the godfather of LAFC. Been with the club since day negative zero. There was no LAFC. There was nothing. A youth academy that had that same name. But as a result of his hard work, his finessing, LAFC became something major. Not only within Major League Soccer, but within the community of Los Angeles within its own right. Everybody who's a part of LASC is no doubt familiar with the name Rich Orozco. And we're waiting for him. He's turning the corner right now. He's, we're in his he's Kansas coming City around Royals the opposite blue side. I'm going to move over. Did you that say, was Jimmy Lopez. Did you say Kansas in the City Royals? You, that, sir. Right here. You're that right is. here. Ladies and gentlemen, the godfather of LAFC himself, Rich Orozco. 
We're going to score a goal while I'm here at the mic. Well, that means we're going to have to drink out of a shoe when that happens. Yeah, uh, shoes on me. All shoes in the bar on me when U.S. scores so, their second goal as I'm on the mic. You've been a busy man, obviously, no doubt riding the high. How many parties have you been to? How many parties have you hosted? How many parties have you just experienced since we hoisted that MLS Cup? So many parties, my wife is mad at me. <laughs> It's like I, breakfast, breakfast burritos, breakfast tacos, and all. I got look, it all, all it, day. Let, let me ask you, Rich, you, this was a dream of yours since probably even before 2014. LAFC hoisting MLS Cup. By the way, uh, U.S. men's national team currently in the box for Wales. Giggity. Uh, trying to make it happen right now. We got Pooley with the ball, but dispossessed by Wales. So looks like Wales is going to defend this one away nicely. But so, Rich, since even before... 2014. Oh, God. We have another yellow coming for U.S. men. We do. It's on An old man Ream. Ream himself. Boo. Yeah. As you are standing there and the footage with you and, and I guess your new best friend, Justin Bieber, and everybody else <laughs> there in the corner, what is it like as you're watching the moments count down and, and you're, we're down a goal, we bring on Gareth Bale, and, and, I mean, look, let's be honest. That was probably maybe the final touch of the game for LAFC. You're watching Cheeky Palacio streak down, makes that beautiful cross. What's going through your mind as you're seeing that ball into the back of the net from Gareth Bale? Uh, two minutes before, it was just complete pit of my soul sad. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, in my head, I was trying to wrap my head around it. Like, everything amazing we're doing as a community, it would have stopped yeah. without winning. And none of us have time for next year right yeah. we've all lost uh, uh many loved ones yeah have been a part of the club and i don't have time I, I didn't have time for next year i didn't want to talk about next year and better next year so man to have that guy step up and, and put a goal in for the guy that i watched in 2013 at my first premier league game right scored that game right for the one guy who got me kind of sparked my madness for the culture Right, which is off the pitch. Yeah, to have that guy sign for our club nine years later, right? Out of the thousands of players in the world right? that can walk. By the in. way, Rich is a diehard Spurs fan. If you're wondering out there, that's why he's so excited yeah. about this. So to have him, I'm gonna say save us. It was yeah. a miracle. Yeah. To have him save us. Yeah. And the storyline of him not playing a lot before that game, like man, like it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was the person upstairs. For all of us, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people after this victory, and I'm sure you guys had the same thing. A lot of people had very spiritual moments. Yeah, they talked about who they were praying to, whose hand were they were holding, what friend they ran up to. DJ Flick ran up to his boys and said, "This is not over." He said, "Stay positive." Yep. Uh, I was just at dinner with a guy who uh, was attending games with a buddy who sadly passed away. It was his buddy and, and their two kids. Yeah, and he was praying to his buddy. That it, it can't end this way. Like I, I can go on and on. I know you guys have yeah. had the same moment. Yeah. But man, I think it was just it was a, it was the person upstairs because there there really is too much love in this community for us to lose that day. And and now I'll bet on LAC for a long time because the love's not going to stop. Oh, I mean, yeah. you've been a part of this community. I mean, day, since day like minus twenty five. What you've seen, how this club has grown, not only has it taken MLS by storm, but it's obviously taken Los Angeles by storm. You can't go anywhere around LA right now without seeing an LAFC hat. I had. I had an experience when I was at a soccer store in Burbank, and there was a Galaxy section with an LAFC section. I had to ask the owner, hey, how does the LAFC stuff sell? The guy's like, I can't keep it stocked. 
I'm like, all right, that's awesome. What about the Galaxy stuff? I haven't sold it in months. Could you have envisioned what this has grown to, the behemoth that this has grown to, like from day one up till now? Like, does it shock you? Do you have to pinch yourself at times? Like, talk to us about your feelings and how this club has grown since day one. I think it's 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 very fulfilling. Uh, I think all of us knew what was not here in LA. Yeah. I, I think we all knew what wasn't here. I think we all knew that the community was not quite set on fire yet. In the World Cup, you see glimpses of it, right? This place today, Santa Monica Brewworks, is amazing with the USA Bay. You see the fire. You watch a Mexico game in LA, you see the fire. So I think we all knew what was not ignited here. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think that's what's fulfilling is that we we ignited this fire that we knew was here. And for on the club level, right? On the club level. Well, and, and let me piggyback that too with Rich. Looking around here, you're seeing so much red, white, and blue. But by the way, also wearing an LAFC cap or an LAFC scarf or so much of this club represented in what we're seeing as a national team environment, that must that must give you a whole different sense of pride too. Yeah, I, mean, I would say that we, um, we put gas on the heartbeat that was here and then that gas is going to translate to everything. It's yeah. going gonna, it's gonna, it's to rise above club, right? Yeah. I, I think national team fandom is going to get even bigger in LA because if you have people who can see a match with their community 17 down times a year and then when the world cup happens it's on yep it's on. yep and uh look must be exciting so with geez, uh, we, got, we got we got the paparazzi oh we got the paparazzi but i, I want to thank you guys you're out here at a usa watch party you Absolutely. are lafc diehards from day one you you produce and share day in and day out and, you, and look you're not stopping for the national team you're not, you're not stopping. You're here. You're here for your club, and you yeah. both are here for your country. Like, this this is exactly what's happening, yep. which I'm really proud to be a part of. I think what a lot of people, how a lot of things have changed. So most of us obviously grew up without Major League Soccer clubs because obviously the league has only been around since 96. We have people such as yourself that Spurs fans, Scarf, who still is finding a team, myself a United fan, people that are supporters of Liga Amekis. But growing up and witnessing that, Things are starting to change. The tides are starting to change, whereas we can't exactly hop the 405 to get to Old Trafford or to get down to uh, Estadio Azteca. Now LAFC is starting to surpass most people's childhood clubs in terms of their most favorite club. And, I mean, that's an incredible thing. I don't even give a damn about Manchester United or Eintracht Frankfurt the way I did. So I can speak from personal experience. LAFC has impacted me in the most tremendous of ways. And i got to imagine for yourself seeing that as well, that's got to feel pretty good hearing as well. The beautiful thing, uh, the wildfire... Yeah. The black and gold wildfire. Yep. It's on. Oh, it's and the, and the, and the reason on. you're seeing caps everywhere, it's not us three anymore. It's everybody is telling anybody they care about. Yep. They can tell the mailman. I've given caps to, to valets. I've given caps. <laughs> my mailman's rocking a cap. And we all have those stories. And the cap is a gift, right? It's a gift from our club. It's a symbol of our club. And it's 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 a, it's, it's a show of our love to the people around us. So like, Absolutely. Let's rock it. And, and can you imagine, Rich, as a neutral, if you said, you know what? I don't watch a lot of Major League Soccer. Let me tune into the final and see what Major League Soccer is all about. As a neutral, for, for LAFC to have handled themselves so well on that stage, but for that game to not only live up to the number one versus number one hype, they, they called it possibly the two most talented teams to ever play against each other in an MLS Cup final. How much pride do you take in how well we did on the biggest stage in Major League Soccer? So let's get real. That, that victory... That victory yeah. made all of our collective grind yep. worth it. Yep. 
right? That game made everything we put in worth it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Every every late night you guys do your podcast, absolutely. it made it worth it. Every event all of us were at oh, on day one made it absolutely. worth it. Absolutely. Every friend we talked to about it, like that that match made it worth it. And let's get really specific. By Bale scoring that goal. Yep. Right? It could have been anybody. Yep. By Bale scoring that yep. goal. Yep. What that did was is is it made our story even that nuclear around the world. Magic. Yep. It did. Anybody could have scored that goal. Yep. But so you can't you, you can't script it. You can't yeah. script what happened. And, and talk to us about the spirit animal of LAFC, John McCarthy. Uh, are you kidding me? The Philly like, boy sticking you, it to his own team. Talk about like the well, way you would write it is Gareth Bale scoring. What you wouldn't write no, is John McCarthy stuff. coming in at none the end. We, we've Unreal. All, we've all talked about it. If you slice away every single layer of that game, yeah. it, best football match ever. 100%. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because, right, the beats has to be worth something. It's a cup. It's two first place teams. It's the grind. It's the, it's the overtime. It's the injury. It's the break. It's everything. So... All these layers, if you really pull it apart, at least one of the top football matches of all time. Yep, yep, and, and, that, and you can't script that. And again, one of the one of the impetuses, I, I think the the main reason behind why we have LAFC is sitting in between us right now, Rich or Osco. Rich, I, I can't imagine what this off season has been like for you, but all we can ask is. Next time you have the cup over and you're drinking out of us, drinking out of the cup, invite Philly in the scarf. Yeah, we'd like to come attend a Richard Roscoe party at some point in our lives. The only reason I'm on on right now is because that was the bribe. Put uh, put me on, I'll get you guys the cup. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So, you guys, that's Richard Roscoe coming on. Uncle Rich. The godfather himself. Again, the dawn of this uh, black and gold mafia. Can we get a quick prediction from you? How how do you think the U.S. men's national team is going to do in this World Cup? Uh, they're definitely moving past the group stage. I like it. Uh, I think we're going to have a shock victory in the round of 16. Yes. We'll round I eight. like it. So we're making it to the round of eight, according to Uncle Rich. Yeah. I love it. At least. I love it. At least. I love it. All right. All right well, you guys. guys heard it from Rich. Thank you so much Thanks, for coming Rich. on. Much love, baby. We love you, brother. Appreciate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug Rich for a minute. So you just heard from one of LAFC's biggest celebrities. We're not talking about Bieber. Or, or, or Will Ferrell. We're talking about Uncle Rich. Uncle Rich graced us, pre- graced us with his presence, and it's a good thing. As you can hear in my voice, it's starting to go yet again. And we still have so much time. We still you have over stop 30 minutes. Like six packs I don't day, smoke but. cigarettes. That's the funny part. <laughs> I don't know how I have a voice either, but who we're going to throw on right now, he's going to step on for me as a proxy because I just want to turn around and watch the game. Our good buddy Chris Lafferty representing the Pat Tillman Foundation on his chest. You know that yes. da- you know him, no yes. doubt, through 110 football. Yeah, if you've ever wondered who uh, he's who, the guy uh, wearing cow- the cowboy, cowboy Chris, right? That's Cowboy Chris. They they call him Woody from Toy Story occasionally on the 110 football broadcast, but he's a he's a good buddy of ours, Chris Lafferty. <laughs> if he's gonna be Woody, I'm gonna go get my buzzed light year on. So excuse me. <laughs> Philly is literally just taking a break to drink. This must be nice to be Philly. Show up an hour after I do. Take a break to drink while, I, while Chris and I sit here on the podcast. So, first of all, uh, I, I absolutely love the, uh, the T-shirt and the foundation that you're wearing. Take a second to tell everybody the T-shirt that you've got on right now. All right. Yeah, thanks. First of all, uh, Chris, a.k.a. Cowboy Chris, if you watch 110 yeah. Football. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here with Defenders of the Bank. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Very excited to be on. Thanks for having me, Scar. Of course, brother. Um, so, yeah, uh, the T-shirt I'm wearing today is uh, for the Pat Tillman Foundation. 
Pat Tillman Foundation is a cause that's very dear to my heart. Yep. Uh, me being a, a Gold Star family member, uh, which means I've lost a family member to war. And uh, the foundation is uh, something that kind of... Pause for the action. Wow, sorry, we just had a moment where it looked like Christian Pulisic might have been taken down at the very top of the box. Maybe that ghost new VAR. Oh, no, he got all ball. That was a great no call, a, a clear dive by Pulley at the top of the box. So, sorry, I'm going to let you continue. That was all the, the commotion you. that you might have heard. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, Pat Tillman Foundation was something that, uh, you know, after my loss, uh, something that too many people in this country have done. Yep. Uh, the foundation gave me uh, a sense of purpose, really, to give back. Yep. Uh, and a, a special way to give back to people who are using the skills that they've learned in the military and their leadership to then go on in their community and globally to create positive changes and have a positive impact on the world through whatever field that they decide to work in um, and how they can have the biggest impact on others. Yeah, it's look, it's an incredible foundation. And, and unfortunately, what, we've, what we know about Pat Tillman uh, Pat Tillman killed during friendly fire, I believe. If uh, or, or is yeah. that still? I I think it was. It came out right. It was unfortunately it was friendly yeah, fire. Yeah, it was an unfortunate accident uh, where uh, it, it was uh, from fire taken on from his own unit. Yeah, um, and you're talking about a man who gave yeah. up a multi-million dollar NFL career because he felt the call to sign up with the U.S. military to defend the freedoms that we have. We had a temporary blackout in the game. Wow. Uh, All the television just went out here at Santa Monica Brewers. We almost had some doo-doo that was about to go down. Oh, oh my goodness. There was a lot that just happened there. But, yeah, so so that's the the, yeah, the namesake uh, behind the Pat Tillman Yeah, Thunders. and I would recommend for anyone who's interested in the book, Where Men Win Glory by John Krakauer. Um, it's an exclusive book, um, the uh, the official biography of Pat Tillman. Yeah. That explains everything from his entire life, uh, even beyond his passing and um, what the, the work of the foundation does uh, to this day. So thank you for giving me a chance. To yeah, absolutely. It. And by the way, we're talking about this foundation, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a rather solemn thing to talk about while the U.S. men's national team is, yeah. is locked up against Wales one nothing. There's lots of tension uh, here. But let, let me ask you your thoughts. You've got the USA hat on. Obviously, you're a U.S. men's national team supporter as the U.S. here uh, trying to fend off this set piece. Still trying. Oh, oh, my goodness. Matt, Matt Turner. Turner with the save of the World Cup so far. Matt Turner Robin with ben Davies. unbelievable save on Ben Davies, the header, as he pushes it over the bar for a corner kick. This is a guy who Zach Steffen was supposed to be. He was the, the throne holder for the U.S. men's national team at keeper. Zach Steffen not even making the roster it, for the U.S. men's national team. It's amazing team. how far he's come. I will never forget. By the way, Philly's back. Hey, I'm back, by the way. I'll never forget that preseason game during the 2021 season where it was close. I think it was close to the public. We got yeah. to cover it yeah. as part of the press when Turner represented the New England Revolution. And what we saw that day was outstanding. We were like, this kid is really good really he good. has the qualities yep. and the ability to represent the usa on the world's biggest stage wow and by the way save right there a massive is bullet of all of that uh, uh u.s men's national team dodging a massive bullet off of the corner kick that was earned by that save by matt turner 
Well, that looks like it would have hit the top cross. The cross no, 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 no. You didn't see. You got to turn back around and watch the corner that just happened. That ball headed just over oh, the bar. Oh, then I did miss that, yeah. I mean, unreal. And we have our first substitution. It's the Medford Messi himself, Brendan Aronson, coming on for Weston McKinney of the red, white, and blue dew. Brendan Aronson. Leeds United in the house. I mean, this kid is supposed to be the next big thing for the U.S. men's national team. Started with the Philadelphia Union. Thank goodness he wasn't there when we had to play him. And just like that, U.S. is on the break. We are in the 66th minute. My favorite Dodger for the longest time was Yasiel Puig. He wore number 66. Nowadays, you can't talk about Yasiel Puig because he's been accused of domestic violence and betting on baseball. But other than that, he's a stand-up guy. Got to give a shout-out to Brendan's brother Paxton, by the way, going to my Adler at Eintracht Frankfurt. Yep, yep, yep. Paxton Aronson, the, uh, the younger... The, the brother of the, the mini Medford, Medford Messi, Messi, right? The mini, the mini Medford the Messi. I like that. Ooh, what a pass! A little nutmeg there. Look out! Wales has a nice little buildup here. Gareth Bale with it, about forty yards from goal, but easily taken away by Brendan Aronson. Here we go! Oh, he got poked away just at the end. This, I mean, the the atmosphere here, the environment is absolutely incredible. You wouldn't think it was this early on a Monday, Chris. Let yes. me ask you. Uh, how, how long have you been a, a follower, an ardent supporter of the U.S. men's national team? Are you a recent hop-on, or have you always been a U.S. men's national team supporter? No, you know, I've always loved the game of soccer uh, ever since I was a kid. Never really played, um, but it was one of those things where I was a once-every-four-year yep. watcher of the World Cup. Yep. Uh, then about 2009, even though it was not a World Cup year, I was still watching the men's uh, national team in the uh, the Confed Cup. Yep. And uh, you know that was that kind of reignited my passion for the the men's national team. Then the next year with the World Cup, uh, and then really ever since that 2009, and then the 2010 year afterwards, it, that got the ball rolling for me, and that's what got me hooked on the on the national team. 2014 had a cool experience in my old city of Chicago. Uh, they opened up a watch party at Soldier Field, yep. out of the field with yep. 20,000 other people in the stands watching it. Uh, so that was what. By the way, I think I think a guy might have just pulled his butt. But while they're showing oh, the guy butts. from Wales pull his butt, we see a player getting ready to come on to the pitch for the U.S. Men's National Team. This would be number 23. Kellen Acosta of the black and gold. I want you to, to finish your story, but I just I wanted to put out there, look, we, we are, above all things, an LAFC podcast, and to see Kellen Acosta getting ready to come onto the pitch could be some exciting moments. You know, one thing I talked about on 110 with you guys was how this team not only, uh, LAFC not only brought in great players, but such quality human beings and yep. quality people. Yep. You and I, earlier this summer, did a volunteer event where we made um, lunch bags to give out to people. Yes, we did. A uh, food drive. And Kellen Acosta came and joined us for that. Uh, you know, I only got to spend a, uh, about a minute or two with him, but getting to talk to him, and it's something I had always thought and regarded him as before, was one of those high-quality, just wonderful human beings. Super proud to have him. And so to see a guy like him now playing for the U.S. men's national team, 
you really you, you can't help but swell with pride for somebody like him and just be grateful that somebody like him is a representative of our country because I think he's one of the best representatives that we can send out there. No, look, I completely agree. And what we've seen from Kellen Acosta over the course of his U.S. men's national team career is excellent service on set pieces. It's going to be Christian Pulisic taking this corner kick here in the 70th minute. So there will be no giggity goal in this match, no 69th minute goal. But it will be Christian Pulisic standing over this in the 70th. Walker not able to get to that ball. Just bodied away from it pretty easily by the Wales defense. But Pulley's still with it. They have not yet cleared it away. Uh, not a great effort. I, I haven't seen a lot from Pulisic on set pieces. But a great steal by Pulley as he shuts me up very quickly. But U.S. still controlling possession here in the 70th. But nothing happening. That'll be about it for uh, for that run. But, no, you're absolutely right. Kellen Acosta, I think the last U.S. men's national team match I saw him have, he had three assists, or almost three assists, definitely two. Uh, an incredible match, excellent set pieces for Kellen Acosta. And it's just, you know, a moment of pride to see him uh, representing both the black and gold of the U.S. men's national team. Absolutely. You know, earlier you were asking me about uh, what got me on in the men's national team. And I was talking about, you know, all the watch parties that you would go to, but all the people that would be there. There were thousands of people. Pooley looks hurt, by the way. Sorry, I, I, this is the second time I've interrupted you. <laughs> but Pooley looks hurt. He doesn't yeah, look yeah. great. No, he does not. Uh, holding the well, back holding of the his back leg. Of leg. Yeah, it looks like a captain. Tyler Adams is, is the captain of this team. But I think if you were to ask any person on the street, Christian Pulisic is absolutely the face of the U.S. men's national team. He's the uh, name that you're hearing on all the We're, ads we're by the way, going to try to bring on in just a little bit the face of Hard LAFC. That would be Tony in just a minute because uh, he's also given us some crap here sitting across the, uh, the bar from us. But I, I've interrupted you two different times now. Please, finish your story. <laughs> well, it, it, it's not you interrupting me. It's this incredible game interrupting me, and I gladly bow to that. Uh, but one thing that I, you know, what really hooked me into watching the national team was just who was watching the team with me. Everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody from all walks of life, didn't matter who. Um, and, you know, and first of all, trying to follow up Richard Roscoe was, that's a tough act to follow. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing up here. Uh, really making me sweat. You mean the guy that essentially gave LAFC its name? <laughs> right? Here, follow uh, that. But one thing he was talking about was just, you know, the, the way this team is formed and, uh, you know, how the team is really representative of the entire city and really everybody is welcome in the world city to watch LAFC and has really gravitated towards them. And I think that's just another parallel that you see between LAFC and the men's national team and really soccer as a whole is that they're indicative and representative of everybody in this country. Everybody is welcome and everybody is included in it. And that's just another parallel between the two teams, which makes me yeah, uh, you, you just, so passionate about LAFC, uh, but then equally as passionate about what our men in red, white, and blue can do. Yeah, you just wish that both FIFA and the Qatari nation felt the same way about the inclusion aspect <laughs> that you're mentioning right now. But more, more, more on that uh, later. Uh, but that being said, uh, it has been an incredible match so far. Here we are, 73 minutes in. Uh, Philly, I'm going to let you take over. Chris, you stay right here. We're going to bring on Tony from Heart of LAFC. He's going to come around and take my space for just a little bit. And uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go you. Oh, oh my goodness. Brendan Aronson almost got to that one. 
Hey, one of the winners of the raffle, by the way, wearing a Brendan Aronson jersey today. How exciting was that? Oh. Oh, yeah. Welcome All right, to yours truly is back on. I managed to catch some of my voice back after all the screaming, hooting, and hollering. If you're just joining us, 73 minutes in this game, the United States are leading Wales one to nothing. The uh, the possession though is starting to come a little closer. Whereas the USA was dominating earlier on, Wales is starting to catch up. They have had five shots with one on target, so they are coming in closer. But while we're pausing for substitution, I want to welcome. Oh, we got Kellen Acosta getting ready to come into the game, which is why you're hearing everybody go nuts. I want to welcome a good friend of the pods, a member of the LAFC pod fam, and just an all-around amazing dude, one of the greatest guys I've met as a part of this LAFC black and gold family. I'm talking about none other than my boy Tony. Tony, what's going on, brother? Not much, just enjoying the game. You know, As everybody knows, I'm part of... Uh, Part of LAC and a Mexico USA uh, Mexico supporter USA. But so if you can't hear Tony, that's because Santa Monica Brewworks is erupting in LAFC chance because one of our own is coming back in this game. Kellen Acosta, MLS Cup champion, Kellen Acosta. a compo in the north end. Did you think you were coming out of vacation so soon after the MLS Cup final? You still look like you're blasted from that game, bro. I am still on that high. Every time I keep watching that game, I get excited. I cry. I cry when we win. I cry when we almost thought we lost. It's a game that will live in infamy again. You are a huge football fan. You, you've been following the game for as long as you've lived. Obviously a fan of AS Roma in, 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 in Serie A. Obviously fans of world football nationwide, globally. How, how did it feel? And from your perspective, like, how did it feel watching? I mean, obviously being a capo in the stands, you're in charge of orchestrating the North End. But did you stop and pause during PKs? Like, talk to us about what you were doing when LAFC was in the shootout. To be honest, I was... Like, not in the moment. I didn't even know we were, like, we were in PKs, I understand, but we, I was not thinking about we're in PKs. I have to think about what we have to do moving forward to make sure our, the North End gets into the right moves. Quiet when we're taking, loud when Philadelphia was taking their PKs, and that's all I cared about. Like, the best way to say it is, like, I knew when we won. I wasn't McCarthy. I wasn't, like, didn't know what we had to keep going, but it was a... Close one by the by US by Wales, but it was one of those moments where you just don't think about it, you just do. So one of the beautiful things about witnessing the North End, obviously the 90 minutes before, the 90 minutes during, the energy, the atmosphere, you guys create one of the greatest, you are the greatest supporters group within Major League Soccer. But what I love the most is despite the fact that we ended up going down with by a Jack McLean header, you guys got even louder. How much harder is it being louder when you see the team fall behind? To be honest, it is hard, but as you grow as you grow into the North End culture, you have to realize that you can't do that. 
like, I, I, yes, did I feel down? 100%. But the whole thing was, give me the second, recover, and keep going harder because it's not over until that wh- final whistle is blown. And I know our players understood that. I understood that, but we had to keep going. And obviously keep going, we did. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? That, that was probably the greatest football match I feel like I've definitely ever seen live, like in person. But where does that rank in terms of the best football matches you've ever seen? And you've seen thousands of them. To be honest, live, that's overall. Even like watching on TV, if I were to watch it on TV, it would be my first one. Like I said, the closest one to experience that is the Sergio Ramos goal, as the Madrid says as well. Scoring the 94th minute, scoring that goal to win it for Champions League. So... Honestly, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's our first cup. It's That goal will live in infamy. It was a storybook ending. It was a Hollywood ending. You couldn't write it any better. Couldn't write it any better. You're absolutely right. Now, Tony, you represent Heart of LAFC, but you're a little newer in terms of being part of the pod fam. Heart of LAFC obviously being one of the OGs, but how's, how's it been since you joined a Heart of LAFC? Talk to us about being in the pod fam and, and a beloved member of the pod fam, by the way. Honestly, like I said, I listen to all you guys. Defenders, of course, Somos, shoulder to shoulder with Jonathan and everybody else, everybody. So to be asked by Joseph to introduce us, it was like a, a badge of honor to me to try to continue what Joseph has been doing, to continue what Jerry has been doing, to continue what you guys have been doing, and everything like that. So I just want to represent and grow not just only Heart of LAC, but everyone in the pod fam that actually cares about the team is only in it for the team, nothing else. What can we? What, what cool and exciting things can we uh, expect from Heart of LAFC during the off season, and of course, gearing up towards the start of next season when we defend our title? Um, a couple more little interesting things. Like I have some things in the works. I'm trying to keep everything under wraps because, because like I need a lot of more pull and plug for a lot of more things. So hopefully, it's more and bigger things. But I hope to hop on more podcasts in the Pod Fam to just in general just grow everybody. So. Of course. Well, look, it's it's all. There's no like animosity. There are no rivalries. We're obviously all part of the pod fan because we love each other, and obviously it's it's a thing. We're content creators. The one thing we certainly share in common is a love for LAFC. And I got to ask you one fun question. Being a person who likes to toy around with his hair, I obviously refer to myself as the pink-headed flamingo for a reason. But my man, you're rocking a pretty smooth do within your own right. What prompted that creativity? <laughs> That was a change of lifestyle of, of like what I've been going through. And honestly, a split personality of honestly what the season was. We were the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. And you know what? Might as well do Corella DeVille a little bit with my Disney aspect and back to it. And honestly, it's been fitting me and I love it. Just make sure everybody out there who's listening to this, hide your Dalmatians. <laughs> All right, Tony, I appreciate you being on here, buddy. I, I got nothing but love for you. We see each other every LAFC game day. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, you're fine. It looks like we... uh, You're fine, Jimmy. Looks like we have a possible PK for Wales. With 10 minutes left to go into this game, let's take a look at the replay again. Gareth Bale has it. And it looks like it's Walker Zimmerman that takes him down. It's actually, I feel... You can go both ways. It was a foul, but not a foul. I mean, it looks like he caught the ball first. Let's take a look. Obviously... Gareth Bale being fouled with 11. Yup, that looks like it's what's going to happen. Brace yourselves, folks. Gareth freaking Bale. The head of the dragon himself is about to take his crack at Matt Turner 
Hey, uh, hi. Walker Zimmerman uh, is charged with the foul. I'm back, by oh, the way. I leave, I leave for two seconds, and all of a sudden, Garrett Bale is lining up for a PK. All right. They're, Scott, they're, if you're talking, I can't hear you. Yeah, no, they're, they're clearly checking it right now. Garrett Bale about to line up for a PK. I mean, we kind of joked around that we want to win 4-1 to one with Garrett Bale scoring. I don't love that it's happening when we're up 1-0 right now. And it, it looks like it was confirmed. This is a PK about to happen. Gareth Bale against Matt Turner in the 82nd minute of the World Cup's opening match for USA and Wales. He's going to go right, by the way. You might be able to hear it. Pause for a moment. They, they may want John McCarthy for this one, but they can't bring him in. Gareth Bale and Matt Turner, here it is. Gareth Bale just hit the even. equalizer. His 41st goal in his 109th cap with Wales has just tied the game in the 82nd minute. Wow. There's nothing that Matt Turner could have done on that play, Scarf. That was a rocket. Yeah, look, Gareth Bale is, if nothing else, the pride of the entire country of Wales, and he stepped up in their country's biggest moment since 1958, if I remember correctly. Where they lost in the quarterfinals to Brazil, Scott. Absolutely unreal. And of course, of course, it's Gareth Bale for Wales. Oh man, Walker did get him late. Walker did get him it, late. From it that looks angle, like yes. it's absolutely the right call. And Gareth Bale, again, stepping in front for his nation. Matt Turner I mean, guessed right, he, though. You got to at least give him credit he there. Guessed he guessed right. Got he even got, I think he got a hand on it, it looks like. But an absolute missile from number 11, Gareth Bale. And, and it's interesting because you and I are sitting, being able to look out over the entire crowd. There are some people that are a little conflicted wearing their LAFC gear but watching Gareth Bale score. Tony, your, your thoughts on watching Gareth Bale score that goal for Wales? He's a big-time player. When you need a goal... In any any competition, it's always him. You know this. Yeah. No, 100%. All right, look, we are really excited. We, Tony, thank you, by the way. Love if you're you, not, Tony. Thank you, guys. If you are not following Heart of you LAFC, please make sure you are. I'm going to switch over to the second chair, and I'm going to bring over a couple of guys. This is kind of a cool story. Uh, Philly's going to tag it. Where are, you, where are you going? I don't know. I just went to go grab a beer. Oh, all right. Philly's going to go grab a beer, I guess. Are you... It's already been grabbed. All right, stay, stay right there. Stay right here. You guys are going to take that mic right there. We're switching it over. Yeah, look, this is kind of neat. We're here in Santa Monica, Santa Monica Brew Works, and what a small world it is. Uh, we're going to bring on two guys. We'll have them introduce themselves uh, and, and tell us your connection to the U.S. men's national team. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm John. My name's Johnny. John and Johnny. John, John and Johnny. Johnny. Pleasure like, to meet you, fellas. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys, too. Us. Philly Scarf. Philly and Scarf. What's up, brother? Let's get it. Yeah, so so we were we were walking around. You've got on, I believe, a Mike Aruzioni hockey like. jersey, which is pretty sweet. And then uh, we got John with the Aruzioni jersey on, and Johnny with the '94 World Cup shirt on. Some sweet swag, if I could say so myself. The drip is real. Oh yeah. But we were talking about it. What is your connection to the U.S. Men's National Team? So. <laughs> As essentially, Haji Wright, who was just subbed in at, I believe, the 70th, around the 70th minute. Yep. Haji Wright went to middle school with us 
Culver City Middle School. So we were in the same PE class, all both three of us. Both of us, same, yeah, all three of us, same PE Dude, class. this is incredible. CCMS being represented yes, here. Sir. For those of you guys that don't know, I teach in Culver City myself. I teach at the oh, Willows wow. Community School awesome. in Culver City, uh, right down the street from CCMS. Haji Wright attending Culver City Middle School. Are you guys also centaurs, by the way? Are we, uh... we are, we are. All right, so this so... is the pride of Culver City, John and Johnny on the podcast. Let me ask you guys, sixth grade, would, would you have ever imagined that Haji Wright would be representing our country on the biggest stage that we've ever had in World Cup history? I will say I never expected him, I never expected him to be on the big stage, but I will say we both, you know, we played soccer with him, and we had physical education with him in sixth grade and it was very clear that you know we're competitive guys and we we like to compete in these games but it was way it was clear he was way better than anybody out there. <laughs> it, he was faster stronger he could score from midfield if he wanted to he'd do whatever he wanted he was having fun and he was way better than us it dude that's so awesome it was so fun Hey, give a shout out. Who was your middle school PE teacher at the time? I was just talking to him about that. Uh -oh. I believe it was Mr. Vermillion, sixth grade. You know, very random. It was a while ago. I'm trying to remember. And right? So long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, seventh grade or sixth grade? I can't remember. And, and look, Philly and I both know. After having a bunch of morning beers, sometimes it's hard to remember who your PE teachers oh, yeah. were. I don't even remember my college professor's yeah, names, exactly. let alone my sixth grade ones. <laughs> PE teacher. No, but he was like. He was probably like six foot when we were in sixth grade, so he was towering over all of us. I mean, and then he left the school because he was so good at, sure. at soccer. Sure. And uh, you know, he's great friends with Pulisic, so we hope to see the connection there. Hopefully, so it was really so, cool watching him grow up in the U.S. men's like 17, 16 U teams, and it was really cool to know that we know this guy growing up. I would have thought yeah. he'd be on the stage. I mean, I was super, it was super awesome to see him announced on our roster. It, it's it's unreal to see him on TV like this in HD. <laughs> Everyone just cheering for him. He's so. in the Turkish league now. He's in the German league for a little bit. You know, I've been following him here and there, and it's really awesome to see him on the stage. Yeah, Philly, he's getting to play against Diego Rossi over at Fenerbahce on a regular that's basis. Right. That's absolutely right. What I see in front of me right now, I think is really cool. A Mike Arugioni jersey. For those of you who have no idea who that is, Mike Arugioni was the captain of the United States Men's Olympic Ice Hockey Team. A team that featured a bunch of college grad, youngster amateurs that did something unthinkable. Go up against the mighty Soviet Union, beat them, but obviously the story continues because they won in Finland. But what's cool, the parallel between that team oh, yeah. and the U.S. men's national team right now, we can both say that oh, yeah. we're living during times where the country is very much divided on a lot of things. We're seeing a lot of historical plays from inflation, gasoline prices, reminiscent of the late 70s and early 80s. But what we do see here is the potential for a beautiful sport to unite us. But obviously we have two underdogs going out there like... I love the fact that you're wearing an Arugioni jersey. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Coolest jersey in the, in the building, in my opinion. I, I agree. And hopefully we see a miracle. Hopefully we see a miracle just from this team. Hopefully we see it, man. What I love is the fact that, look, it's been eight years since the U.S. has been here. But, yeah, we're at a bar together at 11 a.m., Hopefully y'all are over 21. You look over oh, yeah. 21. If you're not, yeah. I don't give a damn because I'm not going to tell anyway. But how do, how do you guys feel about the U.S.'s chances getting out of the group stages? I mean, I feel great. I, I think a win here would be absolutely massive. But, you know, we, we obviously have England in our group. But 
We have two other teams that are fighting for uh, that second spot. So, uh, huge save right there, right there. Huge save right there. I got a lot of confidence in our team. We're young, we're fast, you know, we're pacey, we're strong. Uh, you know, I think the world might have to look out for the U.S. here. I think uh, we might be a little underrated. We might be a little underrated here. So, uh, you know, hopefully we come out here, you know, see our next match. You know, if we, if we stay composed and don't get as much yellow cards in this game, and, you know, I think we got a good chance to get out of here. What we're going to have to do, obviously, is rely on wins because at this point with England scoring six goals, goal differential is going to be against us. So... We still got plenty of time in this game to squeak out three points. Obviously, we're going to be playing England uh, on Black Friday and then Iran, which is not a powder puff team. Number 28 team in terms of the FIFA rankings. But, boys, just want to say thank you so much thank for your time. Love the t-shirt. Love the Arugione thank jersey. Thanks a lot for being on the pod. John and Johnny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Who? So that means we're both devilishly handsome. What can I say? <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a step off. Scarf's got the next round. Oh, look out. Philly, uh, all right. Philly's vacating here. Come on over here and talk into this mic, too. So this is really exciting. I was going through, and and this is like, you can take that mic, too. You guys can share them, or you guys don't have to share it. You can take that one over there. I've got Luca and Sebastian with us right now. Guys, real quick, Luca, Sebastian, Luca, Luca, right? You can talk into that mic right over there, Luca. Luca, how old are you, buddy? Uh, I'm 12 years old. All right, and Sebastian, how old are you? I'm at 12 and a half. All right, so this is my favorite part. I show up at a bar at 9.30 in the morning. Nobody will look at me sideways, but you guys are here at a bar in Santa Monica watching the U.S. men's national team. Have you guys ever been to something quite like this today? You know, I remember uh, a couple months back, back in um, like February or so, I watched El Clasico around uh, Madrid versus Barcelona in Tom's downtown and uh, unfortunately they lost 4-0 okay Real Madrid unfortunately lost 4-0 but um it was still an amazing atmosphere there were drums and also Real Madrid didn't have all their players but it was still Got it. an amazing atmosphere and just lovely being with people watching sports that brings us together so Luca are you guys related who uh, here we're, we're just friends we're not you guys friends. are you guys are good friends right yeah, yeah. all right so let me let me ask you guys a question it's a Monday. Shouldn't you guys be in school? What's happening right now? Well, uh, we're both on Thanksgiving break, so we have a break this week from school for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're on a break for Thanksgiving. Oh, they're, they're on Thanksgiving break. I yeah, love it. Yeah, Thanksgiving break and just enjoy the World Cup. All right. So, so much like myself, you guys don't know this about me, but I'm a teacher. I teach middle school in Culver City. So I see these guys at a bar at 930 in the morning. Luckily, they're on Thanksgiving break. Let me ask Luca, I'll ask you first, then Sebastian, I'll throw it to you next. Luca, what do you think about the U.S. men's national team and everything you've seen so far? Oh, well, I think I really like the chemistry. Um, you know, they're a really great team. I love uh, how they, you know, they start from the back. And I really like the offense right now. Um, they're making good plays together. Uh, and that, uh, just shout out to Matt Turner. That was an amazing save earlier. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I like uh, pretty much everything. They're they're doing well, and I hope to see more of them. Luca, do you have a favorite player on the U.S. men's national team? Um, not really. I like uh, Kellen Acosta and, nice. and Christian Pulisic. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Okay, Sebastian, I turn it over to you. What do you think about the U.S. men's national team you so know, far? I think they're playing really well. You know, I'm 
very, I'm extremely happy and glad they made it in the World Cup. And I think, as just Lucas said, they have an amazing chemistry. And I really like their energy as well. They really do go in and fight for the win. And I think uh, all they need is just to be able to convert. They have an amazing team and an amazing offense. Um, but, you know, I just wish that they could score more goals with that. But other than that, they're playing amazingly, and I really have a lot of faith in them for this World Cup. You guys, I'm super nervous right now. I think I just found two people that are going to take our job someday. Luca and Sebastian, you guys are incredible. You obviously, you're passionate about soccer. You love the U.S. men's national team. You guys are very well-spoken. What school do you guys go to? Shout it out into the mic. Uh, well, I go to Windward School. Uh, middle, uh, middle school and high yep, school. Yep, Windward Wolves. All right, cool. And where do you go? I go to uh, Geffen Academy at UCLA. I love so. it. So, so you guys, I teach at Willows, so I definitely know oh, nice. Windward and Geffen Academy. Give a big shout-out to these two guys, representing not only their schools, but the U.S. men's national team incredibly well. You guys, this was Luca and Sebastian. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, uh, thank thank you. you very much for having us. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, take care. Philly, you better get back on here. We're about to be Philly. Did I lose my job? Well, that's I, what I it think looks we're like, we're absolutely out of a job. Sebastian is ten times better than you and I, and Luca with the passion and the analysis, talking about chemistry. Philly, I'm still convinced you don't even know how to do chemistry, even after you went to college. Why would I know how to do chemistry when I'm a finance major? <laughs> Then again, I also didn't care for Sokotoa and algebra either. Oh, I miss Sokotoa. Look, it is, it is a weird environment right now. Neither team, neither nation's supporters really cheering right now. There's lots of time wasting going on by Wales. This, this is the ugly side of football when they, when they move for time. Clearly, they're playing for a draw right now, right? which absolutely aggravates the bejesus out of me. So wait, this is the other side, not paying for the World Cup and then making migrant work. Never mind, sorry. That's a, well, that's that's a, a whole right, other. That, that's another <laughs> podcast within its own right. And we got to give a shout-out to our buddy Ryan Wallerson, who was a big part yes. of FCFC yes. and Season Pass. He's a big part of that podcast that um, I think it was Raj from Men in Blazers, and I forgot the name of the other person. But yeah. It's a great podcast in regards to the corruption that went in to uh, FIFA giving an award in Qatar the World Cup. Yeah, look, can, can we also, I know this is switching gears a little bit, but a very happy birthday to, I would say, the most important goal scorer in the history of LAFC, and it was, it was on a PK, no less. The man who put home the final PK. Happy birthday to Ilya Sanchez. I mean, what, what a cool day that we've all been able to celebrate. Now look, as of right now, we have what, three and a half minutes left of stoppage time here, nine minutes of stoppage. So real quick, I, we wanna bring on the man who actually made this happen. Not only brought us on, but obviously the connection between LAFC and Santa Monica Brewworks. You all know, in, know him and love him. The once president of the 3252 in Black Army. We're talking about our beloved Jimmy Lopez. Jimmy Lopez, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Oh, breaking things Just take it with doing. you. You're good. There you go. So, so Jimmy Lopez, by the way, as far as we know, the first man to propose at Bank of California Stadium, by the way, too. The only man definitely still. Was. No, there's been others. But there have been others. Uh, we, we were definitely the first, and it was uh, a magic moment. What would yeah. you have done if she said no? <laughs> she wasn't going to say no, no. Are you kidding? I, I definitely. Uh, who, would, uh, who would even propose not knowing it's gonna be a yes come on i don't know i've seen stuff on barstool sports man it could happen you yeah. never know yeah. you never right. know until it's done so, like so this jimmy, game by the give way me some I, credit. <laughs> jimmy i i know you said you wanted to be on for this so i wanted to make sure that this happens philly 
with just about two minutes left in the match. I, I found something World Cup related that I wanted to give to you, buddy. You talk to me all the time about a certain goal scored in the 1994 World Cup. Get ready to well, cry. I wanted to make sure that you had a ticket from that game. This is Boom. Colombia versus Romania. Wow. And, and Philly, talk to us about the goal scored in that World Cup. This is a ticket that he's holding. This game was played in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl. Philly, this is, what, what ticket are you holding right now? I want to make sure I gave oh this to you. Oh my God, I am holding game five. It was Romania versus Colombia in the group stages. That was the 94 World Cup. The game played in the Rose Bowl, a game in which one George Haji, the Carpathian Maradona, scored one of the best goals in that World Cup. Unfortunately, it came at the hands of the ill-fated Colombian national team. They lost their man Escobar as a result of an own goal against the USA, but this was the last time Romania featured in the World Cup. They made it all the way to the quarterfinals and lost in PKs to, to Sweden. Wow, I... I got to take a pause and like, and, and that's this the and goal, right? You replay that goal. Hug it out. Hug it out. <laughs> you, wow. You, it's that goal by Haji that you replay over and over again for me. And that's what really got me to understand wow. who Haji was and how important he was to you. So I, I wanted to make sure I gave that to you here. And Jimmy wanted to make sure he was on the pod when I did it. I mean, this is, this goes up there with Ollie's feather in terms of like the coolest things that I've ever that I have <laughs> in my house. You know what's also crazy about this, Defenders, is this game was played June 18, 1994. The cost of the ticket back then was $75. I'd hate to imagine what the cost of it would be in four years when the World Cup is here in Los Angeles. You know what that means? The scarf loves you. That's right, I, buddy. I mean, I love my that's partner right. in pod. I mean, that's the beauty of this show. Obviously, we're here to entertain, educate, and inform. But none can say that we don't have chemistry. I mean... We, a we have a good time. And a family. I, I love you, Scarf. Love you, brother. Dude, so, so Jimmy Lopez, by the way, uh, what an off-season it must be for you. Are, are you still basking in the glow? Are you recovering from the, the MLS Cup championship? Uh, it's, it's been wild. It's been a wild ride. And even if we see that we didn't win the Cup, LAFC never sleeps or always go, 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 right. whether it be in the community or helping activate other soccer associations around uh, LA and Orange County, even the IE and the Valley. But now that we're champions, champions, guys, <laughs> we're champions. It just adds a whole nother element of party and planning and uh, just things coming up. We have uh, the Boyle Heights Christmas Parade. Yep. Uh, the trophy will be there. So if you want to see the trophy semi up close, yes. come on out. 32-2 will be there having a toy drive. Uh, it's going to be a good time. How hard of a transition was it going from supporters culture to actually being a part and working for the team? It's all love for growing the sport in the country through the love of the game. And community is the biggest part of it. I love the supporters culture because with uh, the Thursday two because it's community driven. Uh, I got the opportunity to jump on with LAFC to be... Uh, Sorry, this game is very intense right no, this now. This game's exceptionally intense. We got oh, Kellen Acosta. Kellen Acosta with a yellow. A very tactical but but yellow. by the way, that yellow may have just saved the game. Totally Matt Turner game. was so far outside the box. Minutes. Matt Turner was so far outside the box. And that's Gareth Bale on the ball. That yeah. would have been a goal for sure from deep. Wild. Kellen took down his own teammate, but he needed to. That could have been Wales' go-ahead right there. Wow. So, Jimmy, let me ask you, has the World Cup 
changed your off-season preparation at all? Have you had to do a little bit more? What's it like? It also That's being, why we're all here. Right? Uh, the Black and Gold family always wants to get together. So we were like, hey, let's do it. Acosta a- versus Bale. And we came to the west side here at Santa Monica Brew Works. And yep. we're having a great time. Packed house. Everybody's having a good time. Oh, that's game. Yep. And tomorrow we'll be at the bank. I don't know when this is going to air, but tomorrow we're going to be at the bank. <laughs> the final whistle. Again, don't forget, tomorrow, Mexico versus, po- is it Poland, right? Poland. Mexico versus Poland. It's an RSVP uh, only event at Bank of California Stadium. It's Timothy Weah in the 36th minute. And, of course, it is Garrett Bale with a PK just missing a scarf goal. Not the 83rd minute, but the 82nd minute. It is a 1-1 draw. Jimmy, again, a big thank you on behalf of Defenders of the Bank. Oh, no problem. This is what we, why we're all here. This is why LFC is so successful because we're on the streets in the community. So tomorrow we're going to have a blood drive as well right after the match at the bank. So feel free to sign up. Go on all LFC socials and get information with that. And we're going to have a Thanksgiving turkey drive for the needy. Uh, for those in need, so uh, look at LAC socials and come on out. Yeah, look, and as somebody who uses blood products every other day of my life, I have hemophilia. The medication I take is a, an injection of something ca- that comes from plasma. So everybody, I said the last time uh, LAFC did a blood drive, it had the potential to save 120-plus lives. Please go out and donate. When you see this, whether it's through LAFC, through the Red Cross, whoever it might be, please donate blood because, hey, look, one day, it could help the scarf. I take, I take blood products every other day of my life, and there are so many more others out there that do. So please donate to these blood drives. And again, big thank you to Jimmy. Raffle time. <laughs> raffle time. We'll be back. Raffle time. So what's good, everybody? Here we are. We just finished the raffle at Santa Monica Brew Works. Obviously, everyone a little disappointed if you're a supporter of the U.S. men's national team at the 1-1 draw. And if you're an LAFC supporter, a little conflicted right now with Gareth Bale hitting the uh, the only goal for Wales. But, Philly, you and I were talking about this as you literally ripped the uh, microphone from its Philly moorings. smash. You're doing great. Uh, how about that yellow card from Kellen Acosta? Dare I say the most important play of the match? As Kellen Acosta, look, we all know Gareth Bale can score from anywhere on the pitch. I'm going to say this. If Kellen Acosta doesn't commit that foul and earn the yellow card, which, by the way, is that a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity once no, he crosses midfield? I don't know. No dog so, at least not from that angle. Uh, I mean, you all have I'm, to be called Zlatan Ibrahimovic which, to score a goal look, from that distance. Gareth Bale is able to score goals from that distance. An incredibly smart yellow card from Kellen Acosta. Matt Turner clearly out of position. Did that save the U.S. men's national team, the result? Look, we've obviously been the recipients, and unfortunately the negative recipients, of a keeper being out of position. We've seen that time and time again with Tyler Miller, and if it wasn't for him pretty much breaking his leg, it could have been the case with Maxime Cripeau against Corey Burke in the MLS Cup Final. But let's not kid ourselves. That play that was made by Kellen Acosta could have been the make or break because there's no doubt that Gareth Bale would have had a clean look because Matt Turner was nowhere to be found. Gareth Bale would have easily have made that the same way that he could easily hit a five-foot putt on the golf course. <laughs> so without Kellen Acosta making that play, we go into this, into the next round against England on Friday with no points. At the very least, we salvaged a point. It's not ideal, especially with England having scored six goals against Iran earlier uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. But still, it was a very important play, and it's interesting to see LAFC on LAFC crime happen. Yeah, look, it was... <laughs> 
Uh, I'm a little worried right now about the U.S. men's national team advancing because yep. the next match is against England. England 6-2 over Iran, like you mentioned. Yes. I'll say this. Thank you to Iran putting up two. Yes. The, the last-minute penalty awarded to Iran Amazing. may have helped us out on goal differential. Can you imagine? We are pulling for Iran to score goals yes. in this World Cup so that LAFC, or LAFC, so the, the U.S. men's national team might be able to advance. I'll say this. We need a result against England for us to have any shot at going forward. We know that's the case because if England win, that means they are now six points in the group and all they need is a draw against their wink-wink, nudge-nudge neighbor from Wales. And so you got to think this could be dangerous time for the U.S. men's national team. So look, we need to put it all out on the line. We need to throw everybody forward and against a team where Kyle Walker, look, he's not yet healthy. Trent Alexander-Arnold not playing. But it is a team that, what, they had, what, four? Or f- I think they had four different goal scorers, maybe even five against Iran. This is a very dangerous English national team. It would be five because Saka scored twice. And we've got to give a shout-out to my man Jack Grealish, who scored in the 90th plus That's your man. Look, one way or another, there's no way, there's no way that I feel that we would have bested England in the group. So we're in the toughest group. And what I mean by that is there's no team that's ranked lower than 20th in the FIFA rankings. Yeah. 20th is Iran. 19th is Wales. England is five. And I forget what our ranking is, but obviously somewhere <laughs> in between all of that. But point being, England was going to be the team to be favored to come out of that group on top. It would be us at number two. Iran, not a powder puff team. Obviously, neither is Wales. But if there was ever a group of death in the World Cup, it would be the group that the U.S. men's national team is in. It is not going to be easy. Going up against England on Friday, though, I do feel that we can be in the catbird seat in this sense. England won 6-2. to two. They're going to have that pretentious pride coming into the game on Friday where the United States is going to play with their hair on fire and a chip on their shoulder. I do feel, Scarf, that the USA are going to come out with a victory against England and a victory against Iran. However, it's not going to be easy. England will win the group, but the U.S. is going to be the second-place team sending Gareth Bale and sending Iran home. We're going to make it out of the group stages. I firmly believe that. Number 16 is where the U.S. men's national hey, team is ranked. sandwiched between Switzerland and Colombia, who did not make the World Cup. There you go. Look, we're talking about a team three spots better than Wales, four spots better than Iran, but we did not play better than Wales today. So I'm saying this. No, I disagree. I, I, we did play better than Wales did, today, Scott. I, I actually don't agree at all, and I'll tell you exactly why. The final score was 1-1. That doesn't mean that a team played better than the other team. That means that Wales did what they had to do to earn the result in the match that I think they thought, just like we thought, was the most important going into this group stage. I, look, if, I, you're not wrong, but okay. I still feel... I still feel that Say we that actually, first part again one more time. You're not wrong, Thank but you. I still felt like we played for the win, whereas like they played that. for the tie. So I still felt like we put more on the line. No, we, we, we absolutely the did. We had possession. However, their second half was a lot better than our our second but half. But doesn't that worry you? More shots and more shots. Doesn't it worry you that we played for the win and we're only able to get the draw, and they played for the draw and absolutely we got the, it? We are the youngest team. Nah, in this come World on, Cup. dude. We're at the World Cup. We're one of 32 teams that has a chance to move on out of the group stage. This 25 is it. 
out of the 26 players on this team, it's the first time they've been at this high of a stage. It, it might as Grant, well be all of them. Yedlin Grant, is not playing in this World no, Cup. No, exactly. Granted, five of the guys on the U.S. men's national team do play on teams that feature in the UEFA Champions League. But this might have been not necessarily a starstruck phase, but I feel like now it's good to get it out of their system because they're going to go on Friday and compete against England. You rise to the level of your competition. No, I agree. Not to say that Wales isn't a good team. Gareth Bale is one of the greatest players of our generation. But I do feel that the USA played a much better first half, not necessarily a better second half, but I do feel that they're going to take this as a valuable learning lesson and go in and upset Gareth Southgate and his English squad. All right, so here's the unpopular opinion from the scarf. If you are playing for a club in the English Premier League or in La Liga or in Serie A or in Liga 1 or in any of these other <laughs> incredible like say, oh. top five uh, uh, leagues in the world, you are used to players like Gareth Bale making those unorthodox style runs in the box. But when you play for Nashville SC in Major League Soccer, which, look, I love our black and gold more than anything in the whole world, but we are the 8th, ninth, or 10th best league in the world, depending on who you ask at any given time. And you are not used to players who make the caliber of runs the kind that Gareth Bale just made in that box. It was a clear to me PK that that was earned by Gareth Bale because Walker Zimmerman is just not used to having to stay on his feet when a player like that makes a run like that in the box. <laughs> that, I think, we talked, and look, I was the one trumpeting the horn. Look at all the MLS players on U.S. men's national team. This is great. But did it come back to bite us in the butt with, with Gareth Bale and Walker Zimmerman 1v1? Were they, were they relying on pretty rancid officiating? Pro referees, <laughs> the likes of what we've seen across and you know what? They Major did a, League they Soccer actually did the a good job. I, I do want to say, it was nice to see a game where the referees didn't decide the match. I think they actually just called it relatively down the middle. They Look, there were, there were calls. Initially, but yes. But there were calls on both sides you could disagree with, no problem. But the yellow cards early against the U.S. men's national team wound up not biting us in the butt because I think the referees took a look at things in the first half and said, okay, we need to call it a little bit differently going forward in the second half. And I think they did a good job of regaining control of that game and letting the players play. What this game has done, though, for us remembering the fact that we haven't been in the World Cup in eight years. Okay. It's given us a sense of hope. Seeing what I saw within Santa Monica Brewworks today was a really good and positive thing, meaning that there's a ton of people in this country that are supporting the U.S. Yep. men's national yep. team, despite all the politics and all the BS that is plaguing us. Like the 1980 U.S. men's Olympic ice hockey team. Mike Ruzioni. Exactly, which we saw that jersey earlier. Yep. This team has the ability to divide and conquer through the politics and all the BS that we are seeing. The politicians, the Trump wanting to run again, the Bidens, the this, the that's. This team has the ability to captivate our entire nation and do something positive. And I firmly believe that they will, despite the fact that they are the second youngest U.S. men's national team ever and the youngest national team, period. If it wasn't for Fareem being 35 years old, <laughs> the average age would be skewed to the point where like these guys are barely able to legally He's drink. He's still seven years younger than you, by the way. Can we talk about that? I never second? said I was young, All by right, the so way. And can by I, the way, neither are you. Thank you very much. Terms. In football terms, he's, he's Philly's age. But here's the thing. Can I talk about what Philly just did here so beautifully? And I'm not even going to lie. I, I agree with what Philly just did. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, can you just repeat yeah, that one more I time? Yeah, I agree with what Philly hey, just did. I will drink I, to that. I haven't defense. even said where it is yet. 
Philly has painted me for once as the doom and gloom guy with the U.S. men's national team. Philly is full of optimism and hope. And here I am saying, damn it, we needed three points from this to move on. Yet he's the man wearing the knee-high USA scarves. 100% socks, socks. I wear knee-high scarves. Did I say scarves? You did. That was adorable. Yeah, no, he's right. No, if you had a knee-high scarf, I mean, scarves are more than (laughs) knee-high, but you know what I'm saying. I will say this Philly's right. I, I look at this I result. I, I know, right? Mm. I look at this result, and I'm less optimistic as than I was at 9:30 in the morning when I got here. At the time that you said you were going to get here, so we could set up for everything here. At Sorry, I'm, you're for coming this. from Lawndale. I came from Burbank. Wham. There's a big difference in terms Wham. of traffic. Also, I came with also, my significant you, other. I was going to say, also, you didn't drive woman, yourself. By the way, she had to do her makeup. Wow, blaming it on Panda is what we are hearing. You guys heard it here no, first. No, no. I mean, look, she's beautiful. Uh, she. she had to Thing. You got to walk that one back, my friend. Yeah, it's like right. Homer Simpson Insert going into the bushes. Foot in mouth, done. But that being said, I, I agree with uh, with the portrait that Philly is painting here. I think mm. after this match against here. Wales, Philly is now more optimistic for the U.S. men's national team hopes than I am. I think that the U.S. is going to need to pull off a result against the number five team in the world, according to FIFA's ranking, in order to move on from the group stage. And, and look, flip a coin. This is a club that went, or this is a team, excuse me, that is as talented as any team when we are playing at our best. And if we can catch, maybe Kyle Walker's still hurt. Maybe the English national team feels like they might have done enough against Iran and can handle things against Wales. I don't put it past England, though. They're still upset about something that happened right around 1776, I think. And I think that's the most important thing that we have to worry about is the fact that they're still trying to prove that the monarchy is what we should be living under right now. But Philly has something that he has to say about that. Scarf the whole it's coming home term. Is, is, is hilarious to me because it only came home once in 1966. And it's kind of arguable, too, because there was a goal hit by Jeff Hurst that doesn't necessarily cross the line against the German yeah. keeper. So while, you're, wait, you're, wait, what nationality are you again? So I did live in Germany for All right, several years. So I just want to make sure. Go on, go on. Okay. So the while it's coming home comment it, it, is humorous to me. But you brought up the fact that maybe the English are a little pissed off about something that happened a couple of hundred years ago. But I will say this. Yes. The two greatest things that ever came out of England's scarf yes. was the Beatles and America. And that's going to reign <laughs> supreme when the U.S. puts the shebang bang and layeth the smacketh down on the English national team, making Gareth Southgate wish he was Greg Berhalter. We will reign superior on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving Day, and we will have a lot to be thankful for on Friday when we tie England in terms of points in this group stage. All right, so my favorite part of all this is I'm putting it on the tee, and I'm letting Philly swing like a roided-up Barry Bonds at these tee balls that I'm leaving out there. Let's go. I 100% agree with Philly when I say this. Flattery will get you everywhere, It is going to be a victory for the U.S. men's national team, and I'm going to say this. (laughs) It is going to be a convincing victory. I'm going to say this. 3-1 for the U.S. men's national team against England coming up on Friday. Because here's the deal. We're going to get an early one, and then England's going to throw numbers forward. We're going to go up 2-0 because they're doing nothing but throw numbers forward. They're going to find one back on a a controversial call, if that, 2-1. They're going to spend the entire last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes throwing numbers forward. We're going to find numbers through somebody like, I don't know, a Josh Sargent 
or maybe one of those other forwards. Maybe, how about this, an MLS-led Jesus Ferreira goal with a 3-1 goal. Let's go. And I think it's going to be the U.S. men's national team 3-1 over England. All of a sudden, England's going to have to go into that match against the stepbrother Wales, and they're going to have to put up a result, something that Wales doesn't want to have happen because of this result. And look, I, I think there's a path for the U.S. men's national team going forward. But it really has everything to do now with a victory over England. And I agree. If there's something that the Welsh, the Scots, and the Irish have in common is a pure hatred for England. And as a result of that, they're going to have three quarters yep. of the United Kingdom yep. on their side. I do agree with what you are saying. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up your rear end because Lord knows you flattered me enough today. But I do agree with you with what you're saying. <laughs> That was a very mucusy George Salomon over there, by the way. <laughs> that was a lot going on there. I don't know what just I happened. I do feel that we are going to come out of the group. There's no way we're not going to come out of the group stages. Look, there's I'll, just no freaking. All I'm saying we're is, far there's, too talented. This is the best U.S. team. Period. I'll, I'll on say paper, this without a doubt. There's, this is the best U.S. men's national team. But there is a way we don't come out of this group stage. Neither you or I want it to happen. You are far more optimistic about it not happening. But I'll say this. When we emerge from the group stage, it is going to be awfully fun to see the other 15 teams looking back at the U.S. men's national team and going, yeah, this isn't a team I'm very excited to play because if they are on their best, on their best day, there is no team, I believe, in this World Cup that we can't hang for 90 minutes against. And I think that's what's going to be the most fun for us. Look, we don't know where we are going to be just yet on Friday. It is going to be Friday against England and then our match against Iran. But we are currently being kicked out of Santa Monica Brewers. It is time to go. They are I ready to close so. They've up. They've got stuff to do. They've been gracious hey, enough, Scarf. A big thank you to Santa Monica Brewers. We, we are Monica leaving Brewers. right now. Your beer kicks And ass. you guys know how we like to end every single one of our podcasts. Bye-bye. <laughs>